Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective. If you're listening to this when it drops, it's Monday fucking morning. Or at least it's Monday. Time to kill the fucking week. Kill it. Crush it. Go own that shit, guys. It's a beautiful day to be alive. All right, let's get some housekeeping things out of the way. If you like the podcast, first, thank you. I appreciate that. I send my gratitude to you wholeheartedly. I really appreciate it. If you could, go and subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already. Also, go leave a five-star review. Um, Like the podcast, share the podcast, help us spread this thing. Leave a rating, leave a review, subscription, all these things help. And definitely word of mouth. Go tell a friend. These things help immensely. All right. I want to take a second and tell you guys about my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Jumbo Superfoods is a California-based health food company that provides the highest quality cannabis-based products. But I want to tell you guys specifically about their CBD line. CBD stands for cannabidol. Cannabidol is one of the many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant and has also been shown to have medicinal value, meaning it can aid in improving your health. The cannabis plant is an adaptogen, and CBD specifically has been shown to reduce inflammation, aid in mood regulation in cases of depression, but it can also reduce anxiety and stress, and has neuroprotective properties, meaning it can help the brain. It blows my mind when I think about all of the different things that this one plant can do. And this is just a small list of the benefits of CBD. Now, before I go any further, I know many of you have already heard the word cannabis and have automatically gotten worried. Let me put your worries to bed. You're asking yourself, will I fail a drug test? No, you will not. If you are buying high-quality products, like those from Jumbo Superfoods, they use only premium ingredients, nothing artificial, nothing harmful. All of their products are made right here in the U.S., and they are tested in a lab to measure for purity. You can actually go over to their website, jumbosuperfoods.com, and see the lab results for yourself. Go check it out. And while you're there, you can check out their full line of CBD products. They have CBD spray. Their CBD spray is phenomenal. I like to put the cinnamon one in my coffee. Tastes delicious. They have CBD drops, both for you and your pets. They have a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Add that to your coffee. They have a lip balm. They have a muscle balm, which is my absolute favorite. I use the muscle balm after training jujitsu. I put it on my fingers. I put it on my sore muscles and such. It makes a world of difference. So remember, go over to jambosuperfoods.com. That's J-A-M-B-O. S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D-S, jambosuperfoods.com. Check them out. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, so I thank you in advance. If you're a first-time shopper, use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your first order. So one more time, go to jambosuperfoods.com. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, and use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout to save 15%. Now, Let's get to today's guest. I have a special one this time. Um, Well, they're all special in my heart, but this is a special format. So my boy Justin and I 
Justin Bricker, Stacking Bricks on Instagram. He and I were in Austin again, and um, we decided to connect with uh, my buddy Blake, Money Blake Weather Stevenson, while we were in Austin. And uh, we did a swap cast. So since last time, so since episode three, which was the last time um, you guys have heard from Justin, uh, Justin has started his own podcast called Why Not? And then Blake Stevenson, Money Blake Weather, he has his own podcast. I actually met Blake um, from my fighting days whenever I fought professionally. I was on Blake's podcast, The Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast, which has since kind of transformed. Um, I think he's dropped the MMA portion. It's just The Loaded Joe's Podcast now. And uh, yeah, so I met Blake all those years ago. We've stayed connected. He's a cool-ass dude. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, we're in Austin, and we uh, we fucking connected with him. We had a good-ass time, so I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. First-ever Swapcast for Outside Perspective. So you can actually catch this conversation on Justin's podcast called Why Not, or you can head over to Blake's podcast, uh, The Loaded Joe's podcast, which I think he might actually be releasing this episode after both Justin and I, so... We'll see. Either way, all the links will be in the show notes. As always, you can check them out there. Now, before we actually jump into the podcast, let me fill you in. Why are we in Austin? What's going on? Let me tell you a little bit about blah. Let me tell you a little bit about the situation. Like I said, Justin and I were in Austin. Why are we in Austin? Actually, a few of us are in Austin. So it's uh, myself. I am a health and movement coach. So I went to Austin to attend a two-day workshop for the Steel Clubs with, uh, through not Steel Clubs, I'm sorry. That was in September. Um, this most recent time I was in Austin for a two-day workshop for the Steel Mace at the Onnit Academy. If you aren't familiar with the Onnit Academy, O-N-N-I-T, um, they label themselves as a human total human optimization company they have um, education with uh, for different training modalities such as like uh, the steel mace the steel clubs um, barbell um, well I guess that's not unconventional but they have an unconventional approach to that conventional tool Uh, kettlebells just such a cool training philosophy down there I love being being in that environment they've essentially set themselves up as um, one of the, if not the unconventional kind of training mecca um, that people from all over the world travel to. So I was in town for that. Um, both of my brothers actually came with me and uh, they attended the workshop as well. Justin was actually on a different mission. So last time he and I went down there, we had such a great time. Um, him and another teammate of ours, Joe, um, they both came down too, but they had their own mission. So Justin actually competed in a jujitsu tournament, which he may or may not speak more on his own podcast. I'm not sure. But while I and my brothers were at the workshop, Justin and Joe were doing their own thing during the days and uh, and doing some jujitsu and, and different things. So we all had a blast. But on that first day, Justin and I sat down with Blake. Joe was in the room. <laughs> we will definitely talk 
uh, we'll, we'll, we will refer to Joe. You'll hear us talk about Joe. Um, all in all, man, we had a fucking blast. Um, so you're going to hear some shenanigans for sure. We have a few drinks, and uh, it's, it's just an all-around good time. Blake is, uh, Blake is a fun time. So it was, well, you, you decide what it was. I had a blast, but you decide what it was. Here you go. Listen, check it out. Well, if, right. any, if anything, this is for way more than fucking podcasting. Yeah. The, you guys make right sex here. videos? If you're down. <laughs> the price is right, my friend. <laughs> we can talk about this on and off air. Well, fuck, dude. I mean, what kind of weird shit have, uh, <laughs> have you come across on the dating scene, bro? <laughs> no, oh, my God. <laughs> Are we talking about recently or as a ch- or younger or like – because – I, I, when I Bitches are into some shit. Dude, so I was, I met this girl on Tinder. She was 31. I'm, t- I'm 25, so at the time I was 23. Okay. And every time we met, we'd meet for drinks, go back to her house, you know, the rest of the Break deal. Break out the sex toys. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know that she's a fucking full-blown raging alcoholic. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm talking, it was awful. Oh, like, dear. We'd, like you know, like I said, we just meet for drinks, go back to her house. Right, you just whatever. thought that was normal, but for mm. her, that's how she starts breakfast. Yes, <laughs> and, and, that's, and now we come to the next stopping point in our story. So, we actually decided to have a date one night, right? Like, like an sta- actual, like, an actual date, not like just breakfast. Yeah, okay. and she's like, you know, come over, we'll order pizza, we'll watch movies, blah blah blah. And I got there, and she was already halfway through a bottle of Jack. Fuck. She's like, what she's time like, was this? This was at 5.30. Okay. In what the day morning or afternoon? This is 5.30 on a Friday. On a Friday. Oh Friday night. Does she work during the day? She works from home. I. She works from home. So she's been drinking all day probably. Absolutely. Oh, I was convinced she did internet porn. She told me she did staffing for people that had like degrees. And it's easy to do medical. that from home because you don't, you, you just have to talk to them on the phone. Well, she did, She never graduated. Oh, dude. So same girl also told me that. Oh, she's a liar. Oh, she told me her her dad was a bank robber for uh, the Sinaloa cartel, and that he was killed, and her mom ran away with uh, his best friend, and that he used to like rape her little sister all the time. But now they're best friends, and her family's completely like exiled her because she spoke up against it and tried to get him in trouble. Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. This girl's fucking. This story got dark real quick, dude, Justin. Soup sandwich, my friend. Okay, she is let's a keep mess. going. I'm yeah. into the soup. Let's. So, you know, we're having dinner, we're watching movies, and like, like I said, she's halfway through a bottle of Jack by the time I got there, and by seven thirty, she's fucking just piss drunk, and she's like, and but you're supposed to go out for a date, like that's the whole thing. So usually. I imagine this. I'm, I'm just to set context for people like that are probably thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, it's like fucking, hey, let me meet you. Let's meet. We can meet at your house, my house. What we can meet at somewhere else, wherever the fuck. And then let's go out for dinner. In this case, it sounded like you were gonna meet at her house. Okay, let's hang out for a little bit. Then let's fucking go yep. to dinner. Yep. In this case, you get there, she's like, fucked up already. Fuck already. And it's like, I'm used to seeing her drunk. Why are you because away from me? Do I, I sweat too much? I spit. Um, well, one, I can, it's kind of comfortable back here. Okay. 
and and two um so just me just being just thinking from the audio perspective i think it's better from the mics whenever you have a little bit of space so because then it's like because that's why people sit at tables and they have like a lot of a lot of space between them Mm -hmm. because your mic is picking up what i'm saying and then your mic so we're all picking up i like this i like this but whenever but now whenever you do like the actual editing and shit you do like the mix down it it consolidates that shit and fixes it but i think it would help you think about such the best things well it's important to have good quality motherfucker motherfucker the outside perspective i like it yeah hashtag name of the podcast i'm with it well anybody who's watching this so as you guys have been talking i've just been sitting here just like (laughs) just like fucking tweaking with everything (laughs) 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 well until i have a fucking jamie so you got a young jamie yep yes sir that's like is that like goals is that like the precipice of podcasting you have a Jamie, not not just a like a producer, but like somebody who is even as, a friend too. as quality as Jamie. Oh, he's yeah. just so legit with what he does. Yeah, because he's like, I mean, he's pulling up shit like as the words are coming out of your mouth, like you're not even saying shit. Yet, right, he's already, already gone already forward in time. Yeah, exactly. And That's what like, it seems like. Watch, sometimes. I know what you're gonna do, and now watch this guy pulled up, and you're like, young Jamie again. Yeah, FTW for the win. You Fucking know what I mean? On it all the time. Yeah, on it like. On it Academy. <laughs> what? Shout Hashtag. out to them. Hashtag. Yeah. So, is it, so that's that's pretty close to here, yeah? Yeah, it's literally like maybe a mile and a half tops. Yeah, we're not yeah. staying yeah. too far from yeah, you. you yeah. Right. That's, what I, that's what I told you. And you're like, I'm a mile away. I'm like, I'm about a mile away too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, last time I was here, we stayed at the same Airbnb that we were at last time. And um, it, yeah, it's a, we walked to uh to on it, on it? Okay. yeah take took no time not at a all. normal thing here in austin but that's a good thing yeah i guess if you're homeless around here is when you walk <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the only people dude there's there's a homeless guy sleeping at in and out and he's like right behind the parking space i was telling adam like if i'm this homeless guy i'm waiting for one day i'm just gonna walk out somebody's gonna make i'm gonna make sure somebody fucking hits me i mean He's sleeping maybe 30 feet from the <laughs> from right. the fucking parking space under right. the sign. Give me that free money. Yeah. yeah, on the campus, on the college campus, you right. know somebody's paying for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always torn when I see homeless people because a part of me is like, it's like, oh, fuck, you're just so used to it and you don't say shit about it. Cause, and I think about this because I was just in San Francisco right. and there's a ton of fucking homeless. There's a ton homeless. of them I've heard. Right. And then like, so it, it can be a detractor, right? But then also it's just like when you look at it, well – when you just accept it, it's like, well, that's pretty normal. Like, there's homeless people everywhere. And right. Like, this is a nice area. Why wouldn't you want to be fucking homeless? If I was going to be homeless, this would be a place to be homeless. Right. This is it's the, in this California. Is the, yeah. yeah. But then there's the thing. It's like, well, fuck, dude. Why do we have all these homeless people? Right. It's like, am I just being insensitive? No. To, like, I, I don't think you, you know are. what like, I mean? Austin's has, I've been here all my life. There's a lot of homeless people Austin, here. But there wasn't, a whole, there wasn't at one point in time. It's not as bad as San Francisco, though. And at least the city's it. clean. No, not yeah. at all. I'm not comparing it to. We're, we're barely ready for people to move into our city, let alone homeless people yeah and so it's one of those things like they're like the the one main place that we have on 7th street that used to be kind of nice because there wasn't as many homeless people now there's a whole bunch of homeless people and like it's almost nobody wants to go to 7th street like that one part of 7th street where there used to be like and there still is bars that have been there for years they were there before like before, before the, the homeless pop- people before the homeless people population blew up you yeah know what i mean and so their it, their business is getting impacted, right? And, and and it's it's just the whole thing. So it's just like, what do you do about it? But also, it has an impact on like everyone around you. Like nobody wants, like nobody wants to walk through to Seventh Street, let alone any part of that area. Let alone now it's starting to affect Sixth Street, like the yeah. busy part, the dirty six. And and yeah. like I don't even go there anymore. I'm not fucking twenty five years they old like, anymore. But are they like violent homeless people are they like badgering you like constantly dude so there was this one time it's gotten worse progressively worse over the years 
there was this one time, this is my most recent experience. I was walking down the street with a buddy of mine, and uh, we were on 6th Street right after work because we work right, up, right off of 6th Street. Um, and I was smoking a cigarette, and this homeless lady comes up, and she's like, she's like, please, mister, can I have a cigarette? And I was just like, you know, pr- probably you don't, I don't need this. Probably you don't need this. And I'm like, no, 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 it's my last one. Like, no, like, she's like, got in my face, but just like grabbing my shirt and like, please, please. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah, just take the cigarette. Leave me alone. Put like, it out in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm savage. Touch, don't touch me. But I'm also. <laughs> Touch your little girl software. I just wanted to like I was like I was all dressed up for work and shit and like fucking like I'm trying to get some food. Like yeah. I'm hangry at this point. Like, don't get close to me. Like just go get the fuck away from me. Like So you for sure yeah. should have put so out in her eye. For, for, <laughs> sure, for sure that would have been the best move. Yeah. Uh, I just gave it to her and I'm just my buddy, I was just like in shock and I'm like, what in the fuck just happened? You got dude? violated. I feel like it. I feel like it. I feel like it impacts me too. Like when it impacts me. That's a whole different set of potatoes, too, dude. Like, fuck the rest of this shit. Like, we need to do something now. <laughs> but before, we didn't have to do much because it didn't really fuck with me. It's right. never now important until it happens to you. Goddamn right. <laughs> Goddamn right. But also being kind of <laughs> very – having high narcissistic tendencies. I don't give a fuck about anybody else's shit. They're like, Especially oh, this happened person. to me. Well, this happened to me with so, such and such homeless people. I'm like, okay, do something about it the next time. Like, don't fucking talk to me about your problems. Like, I'm trying to, like, fucking – I don't do think me. that's necessarily the worst. So what? So you said that earlier that you're a narcissist. Why? Like what else? Why do you think you're a narcissist? This is this is great. I'm glad we're getting in this conversation. Mm. So I talk about I, I talk about it better than I'll probably describe it right now because I was like in the zone on my last episode and um, well I, let me let me just set the scene for like why real quick plug plug your podcast yeah man uh, last episode of. Unfiltered Bachelor. It's a series that I do on my podcast called the Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You've been on a time or two, Adam. Yeah, I think just the one time we did. I thought we did like twice. We might have. The thing is, so with Shamrock, dude, they would just always call me and then just have me do so many interviews. I just it was yeah, Levick. Levick was really good about all that. Yeah, dude. Rest in peace, of course. Yeah, yeah, he did die. He died last June, man. It was that was impactful. Yeah, he was was a good guy. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people love that dude. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, dude, he was on his shit, man. He sent me a text. He's like, hey, man, we got this interview set up. Or at, he's like, do you have availability on these days at these times and mm-hmm. get it set up? Yeah, so we might have done too. I've just did so many of those fucking phone calls. I can't remember how many. But also we keep in contact too. So it's, yeah, that, was kind of this, like, that was kind of the, the cool thing I feel like above other either po- – like, again, this is me thinking highly of myself, but like above a lot of other shows, like – I clicked with a lot of fighters, and like we just talked about shit that didn't have to do nothing with fighting. Yeah, and it was fucking real. Like you try to have that connection, right? Because I want to just talk about fighting. You don't want to just talk about fighting. You're in a fucking fight camp. Like you just want to talk about fighting. Like yeah. no, I'm trying to take a break away, probably mentally, right? Like yeah. So he asked it, me. I think he asked me like who my favorite Power Ranger was. Nice. Oh yeah. no. So we or no, he asked me if I would bang the Pink Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it, so. W- I, there's like four of <laughs> I them. I might be fucking that up. Yeah, I think so maybe four out of five out of bed. Yeah, for sure. I did this thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure three out of four could get it. Um, but I did this thing at the end of my show in the early, like my first two years. It was called Random Ass Questions. And one of my random ass questions was, who was uh, your childhood crush? And then like he said somebody. I'm like, well, what about the Pink Ranger, bro? And he I was said like, the Yellow Ranger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Trini, rest in peace. You know she died. Yeah, right? I did hear that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but – yeah, so he, I was like, what is with the Pink Ranger, though? That girl could get it. And he's like, yeah, she could, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're white women. They but can like, always <laughs> get it, huh? I think so. Shout out to Amy Jo Johnson. I don't know where she's at right now, but that bitch, that bitch is bad, too. 
But I did random ass questions, like just something to differentiate myself and like just to keep it fresh. Yeah. Right. So it gets me to Loaded Joe's. I created this. I stepped back for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, got out of a, a, a horrible breakup after five and a half years. How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, it's going to be four years in December. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. You got in there early. I Not did. early. Well, yes, early. Right, right in the middle of the wave. Yeah. Right in the cusp. Right. Yeah. So like Fighter and the Kid was just starting to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started listening to podcasts really like in like July, June. And then I started getting an MMA podcast, and that was only Rogan's. And then uh, this is all 2014. And then 2014, I got an MMA hour, Fighter and the Kid. MMA Roasted was one of the first ones I listened to. Um, and then, of course, Rogan started doing Fight Companions around that time. And those so are so good. Those are fucking great, right? So uh, the start, the, the concept of Loaded Joe's, like I was – I remember sitting around, like, and you, everybody's done this who's a fight fan, right? You sit around, and you're watching fights, and you're drinking beers, and you eat pizza, and everybody's talking shit, but everybody's listening to somebody as they're talking if you have, like, the right amount of people, whether it's, like, between five and eight. Yeah. I think anything outside of that, then people start having side conversations and shit. Mm-hmm. But and you have a group of, like, five or eight people. Somebody will always listen to somebody, and they'll give either their two cents. They'll be like, yeah, that fucking – yeah, I heard that on Rogan's pod. I heard that over here, right? So that's yeah. how I saw the interview, and they said this. And I'm like, what? I want to capture this. Like, what if I just want to capture this, and then I want to talk to fighters, too. So like, we don't have to do we don't have to do fight companions. We don't have to talk during a fight. Um, but can we have pizza? Can we have beer? Can we be real? Can we be honest? Can we talk to fighters in an open, honest way, without all these like? Because the only people that were doing MMA podcasts outside of that that were underground. There's a lot of like media people, and I was like, "Hey, so what do you think of no? And what's your walk around weight?" And uh, with an agenda behind it, all right. the same basic right. questions. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Hey, I'm like, "Hey, man, how your day going?" Like, I'm trying to figure out who you are. Right, as a who person the fuck is you? Beyond like, just being a fighter. What did you do before fighting? What would you do if you was not fighting? Like, let's figure out like the person, and then we can figure out. Okay, this is the motivation behind fighting. Now we can all be human. Let me, I'm t- and I give my two cents in, so then you get to know a little about me as we're going on in the podcast. So that was a concept that went behind it, and like, here we are now. Here we are now. But I took a, a six-month hiatus. I got out about a breakup. I came back in August. I started doing MMA stuff. It still wasn't motivating me I want to, the way I want to. And then Connor lost, and like, I was so sad. Were you really invested in that? I don't know if you can tell, but we got Irish shit. We got some stuff. Irish shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah every, I got Connor on my refrigerator. Did you get bro. his whiskey? Yeah, I still have some if you want to try it, actually. Well, we'll do that. Um, he Absolutely. won way before he stepped into that ring. I love the yeah. cage. Dude, those whiskey sales are shitting on anything he made. Yeah, making well, you know, I mean, during that fight. It, it, fuck it's that probably fight. up there. Yeah, fuck the fight. It's probably whiskey up there sales. with well, his, what he his, made in the his, his margins was much higher. He got he actually got a huger percentage, mm-hmm. huger yeah. a bigger percentage, larger percentage. Right. Yeah, and not only that, just just the deal he signed with the UFC to put that banner onside. I mean, inside of the octagon. He had to pay I mean, for that. Yeah, you you got to pay for the sponsorship, but you, also you like, pay for that. You pay for it, but then like. But then it yeah. returns. Yeah, yeah, the return in yeah. the best, the ROI yeah. is like insane. Yeah. I bought at least I've bought at least a case of proper twelve, dude. Well, like, that, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. He won before he even stepped into that into that cage to fight. Mm-hmm. Those whiskey sales went directly into his pocket. Like mm-hmm. it's not whatever business partners he has, right? But it's not like but does he have the business partners? How how do I mean he's he's made plenty who knows? Of money. But you know whiskey alcohol sales like there's money there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely. the that's point, right? It could be so whatever his fight purse was, whatever his pay per view points were, he still made more money off of that oh, whiskey. For sure. 
prior to even getting yeah. into right. That, that shit was sold out like a lot of places. A lot for, of places for for a long time. People are uh-huh. buying multiple bottles. I bu- I bought multiple. The UFC bottles. is not allowing any other fucking any other sort of branding anywhere by any fighter. And then all of a sudden Connor shows up and with his fucking whiskey. And, and, now, like, and now he's and now he's like, toasting oh, with Dana White. At at a, at a press conference. And then you have Dana White laughing in Khabib's face because Khabib won't take a Dana shot. Dana White acts like a little child. And, Dana, a child. and then Dana White's drinking whiskey with Connor yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to bring it back. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, Connor lost. I, t- I took that hard too. But also, I was just tired of like everything, a lot of stuff MMA. And so, I took a few weeks away and I was just like, I wanted to focus on me and like, I'm starting to get back into shape, man. I don't know. You saw my picture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, on, absolutely. on Instagram, man. Hell I'm yeah, getting man. back. Looking in, great, man. Thank you, man. Uh, getting back journey. into shape, and I f- so I feel better to put myself out there to be like, you know what I need? Let me just let me get a companion. Let me. Like, I don't even have to have a girlfriend. Like, let me just go out on dating again. Let me just feel normal. Like, I don't feel normal. I don't feel normal going to the gym, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, and then Saturday, and and. Only doing that while my friends are like, oh, you want to go out and get some drinks on a Tuesday? Like, no, I can't do it, man. I've got to do this to feel better. I don't feel normal. Yeah. I, d- I, don't, I don't feel normal at all. But, like, also, I know that that's more of a fighter's life. Like, fighters can relate to that because they're, content- they're doing it for a purpose of a fight, right? Um, and to train for something. I'm, all I'm training is for me and in my head. Like, I t- I'm training for my own goals. You're fighting your own fight. I'm fighting my own fight, right? Yeah, man. Having that structure and that challenge and just um – that consistency, yeah, super important. E- through every like difficult time, like w- five years ago, whenever I separated um, from my ex-wife, like I went through a really dark time. But I like through all of my hard times, like I've always like went to training and fighting. And that's that, and that's that what I talk about on my latest uh, one of my uh, one of my episodes. So on the Unfiltered Bachelor, I created the series because I wanted to get everything off my chest, but also be able to let people know, hey, if you can relate to me, if you can, great. But like. What I also want to do is just let, let you into my world because I haven't let anybody in in the last seven, eight months, you know. And I want to talk about also struggles of dating because I feel like that's a, that's a real thing. But like In today's climate, for sure, it's, it's changing I think a lot. Like social media, there, you, you have to project this perfect image 24-7. Right. It's really and, weird. And you're not allowed to express your struggles because you see everybody posting on social media. It's only the highlights. Right. You never see what's on the other side, what's going on after or before. You know, and, and everybody thinks that they have to live that life no matter what. Well, yeah. how the fuck do you – how do you boil down a complex individual into a profile? Like, how do you do that <laughs> with, with, like, X amount of pictures? With 500 with, characters. It's like, it's like pictures, which, which like, five pictures represent me the best? Or, right. like, what, what fucking catchy little thing am I going to put on here? Like, that's, that's all stupid as shit. That's what I was struggling with when coming onto Tinder. I'd never used Tinder. Yeah. yeah. Right? Me, nine, me you either. get nine pictures. You get 500 characters. Figure it out, bitch. Like, that's what they're telling you. Yeah. Well, I looked who's at, the better marketer? Well, so well, I looked at hours and hours. Like, I, I remember I talk about this, too. Um, it, you know, getting my first Tinder match. And I'm like, yeah, I got my first Tinder match. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck do I do now? Like, what? Yeah, I've never <laughs> done this before. <laughs> you need to go to Bumble and let them message you first. I hear, I Drop I hear that bomb. I hear I need yeah. to go to Bumble. I just recently went to Hinge. Mm, that's it's, it's three pictures. Uh, six like pictures and, like, Three, you answer three questions, and you can. I feel like I. It's really good for me because I can release my, my humorous side. You, you can actually express yourself because like it, it populates like five hundred different questions that you can choose from. You can choose oh, three really? of them, and yeah. then like it's like one of them is like, 
what what would be your dream job if money didn't matter or like what's a question that uh, ch- change my mind on this subject and you type something in right. there like it's so nice not dating holy fuck yeah it's dude, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different it's a well, world exhausting. out there bro dude i took i was probably i didn't date and do anything for probably like 6 or 8 months right that's where that's where i'm just, at i just did jiu jitsu and just did my own thing because it's just a fucking it's just too much energy i can super relate to fuck. you on that because like i've taken all this time away it's much better to take, just train and just yeah. focus like focus I focus on, on this. I always found sanctity in the gym. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like and and not just running and not lifting weights. Like always found sanctity in training combat sports. Yeah. I think there's a bigger thing there. I think it's like community, right? As humans we need each other. Like mm-hmm. we need a community. So that's what's so great about jujitsu, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking family. It's a community and like it's a worldwide community. Like, you know, you pack, you fucking pack your gi, you can go to any city in the world. And they're going to welcome you with open arms. Right. Usually, unless it's a douchebag gym, but most of the time, yeah. yeah, like, you know, I'd say like 95% of them are probably all good. Right. You know what I mean? You can go find somewhere to roll with some good people and fucking have that bond. You know what I mean? And so it's so important. I felt that as I – I'm more of a striker, guys. So, like, I felt that as I went to the, the UFC gym here in Austin. Like, I'd gone to, like, a lot of other kickboxing gyms here. And kind of fell in and fell out while I was in my relationship. So uh, I'd gone over here a couple of time or two. So they knew me. And I was just like, hey, like, I, I don't want to say I convinced them, but I convinced them to sponsor the podcast so I can go work out and get my get everything right. And I'm like, when I bring the show back, we'll for sure. Oh, have so you train there for free and then you just you just promo them? Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Hell yeah. Good move. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, it, the owner's so cool with it because he's like, I see that you're getting you better. Well, yeah, dude, it's just beneficial for everybody. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily about the, the monetary value. Yeah, the exact right. dollar return, you know what I mean? Right, and that's that's what I've come to find. And so now I'm, I'm in the dating scene. Now, you know, uh, I'm having to th- take these – so to get to the narcissist thing, I'm having to take We're working our way there. Self, Don't worry, I'm not going to let you. <laughs> I'm having to take these self-aware steps of, like, to be um, real with myself. And I had a lot of time to think uh, – through these last few months like before here i was living with my grandparents and and i'm like damn i'm 30 years old i'm living with my grandparents but also like shit fucked up in life because of decisions that that ultimately i made and the shit that i've gone through so i, I had to like live with that like yeah, you gotta take ownership you do you do you have to take ownership and so i was just like i'm here because of me and that's fine so i would i would take time i remember i remember coming home from the gym i remember like eating and i would take like two hours where i would like have self i call it self-reflection time and i talk about it just really just me listening to some music getting in my feels and smoking some cigarettes and then yeah, i cut that shit out hey bro one day one day <laughs> one day i'll grow up is that on the calendar is one day on the calendar you've seen it on there no i've never yeah. seen that I've day seen, i've seen days that end in y though <laughs> yeah and yeah. a and d <laughs> but like anyway <laughs> That's uh, that was my thing. Like it's it's it was a self it's it's so it's self destructive. I get it, but also like that's what a coping mechanism that I needed at that moment. Yeah, and I'm not gonna have it forever. Like, yeah, I'm almost nicotine's not the worst thing in the world. That's the thing. It's a nootropic. It's just what which what everything the, that's wrapped around what it's, delivery method. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm hoping like I'm, I'm hoping through this in, uh-huh. in the grand scheme of things too to get with somebody where like. I could switch to electronics. It's like, because I'm not an avid smoker. I don't wake up and smoke. Yeah, right? fuck those e-cigarettes. It's not important. Better off smoking cigarettes. It's not. It's yeah, not, look, like, it's not, I'm just busting your balls, bro. I'm, we're getting derailed. What are you saying, though? We are, we are though. But, like, this this is, like, an actual thing, too, that I think about. I'm like, I don't want to smoke forever. Yeah. I'm be that guy. I, I didn't start smoking until I was 21 anyway. So, like, yeah. it's not, like, a, a habit that I've had all my life. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I, I, I take these all these, these self-moments to take – 
like mental images of myself and where I'm at and what I think I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Narcissism was a big thing that that came up. It yeah. was as it was funny. We were I was at dinner with with my with my dad and my it, it, this is a recent thing too. Me and my dad don't have the best of connections. And so this year we would we would try to meet once a, once a month and we've done that for the last 5 years. Try to meet once a month and it turned into once every 2 months and it turned into like okay, my birthday and Christmas. And then so this year finally when I got out of the relationship, uh my stepmom was like I think you should do dinner with us like every week. And so we've been doing dinner every week, which is fantastic, like to try and get yeah back get that connection. Yeah, it just builds. So you're so you he's here. Both he, your parents are here. My, my mom lives here, and my dad lives here. Of course, separated. Each one has their own families. You know what I mean. So you're from here. I'm born and raised here. Okay. Yeah. When did they When did they separate? When I was born. Oh, so your whole life. <laughs> whole life. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids. So I mean, I'm divorced. So like, my kids, they have to split time, Mm -hmm. right? Same same with me and my my. Yeah, I got a daughter who's seven, and me and her mom have been split since shit before she was even born. Right. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things. Like, so I'm the offspring of something like that. Except my dad never had time because he he runs his own business. He runs his own funeral business. Mm. And so he even my stepmom tells me she's like, don't think your sister has all the like your stepsister has all the time too. She's like. She never sees her dad because he's always like working. Yeah, he's gonna probably do the same with you. You're 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 an ACOD, an adult child of uh, divorce. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a bastard, but basically, yeah. There's a movie about that. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. We need to talk about this after. <laughs> but <that's> <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but so you're, why you say you're a bastard? Oh, because my my parents were never were married. Oh, well, hey, listen, dude, you're talking to a guy. My mom had me a month before her 18th birthday, and my dad was 16. And like my real dad, who's like never fucking there. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't exactly come from the most functional structured family, bro. And and that's the thing. You talk with people that 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 are not open about it all the time, and then you find out you're like, we're actually. We're actually pretty similar, like. Dude, the most interesting people have the most fucked up upbringing. Yeah, right? always. You know what I mean, or in one degree or another. You know, so like I was raised by my stepdad, who I considered my dad. Okay. So, anyway, to your story. My stepdad's a piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. But so we're sitting there, and my sister's like, I, she's, so uh, what am I? I'm thirty. So she's thirteen. And she's like, I think I'm a sociopath. And I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Why the fuck would you say that? Literally, just like that. And she's like, well, like, she's like, I read the definition. And, like, I feel like I, I feel like this. And I'm she like. She just WebMD'd herself. Okay. Right? I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, I've always felt, though, like, and she's like, I also saw narcissism, but I didn't, like, look into it. And I'm like, I've always felt like I'm a narcissism. Like, I'm a narcissist. And I read the definition. I'm like, I, I She's like, I, I'm like, yeah, I feel all that. And my stepmom like looks at my dad, and she's like, "You want to know who the biggest narcissist is at the table?" It's just all about it's you. It's hereditary, huh? baby. It's hereditary. I can be taught as well. Yeah, I feel like it might be, and and I feel like the moments that I've had with him are very narcissistic. Like he's very narcissistic. It's so all about and, him. And he's he's been that way probably your whole life, right? Right. I mean, exactly. As long so as I've like, known him. It you 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 know you learn these behaviors. Before you even realize you're learning them, you mm-hmm. know, it's something that's imprinted you on you at a young age. Like you always see kids who are like a piece of shit or they're terrible. It's like, well, wait till you meet their parents. You right. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, but I'm also it all like, makes sense at that moment. Yeah. but I'm also like, I try to control it. Like I have strong narcissistic tendencies when it comes to certain things. Like what again, do you do? Y'all just, me- oh, oh, wait, right. What do I do? What do I do? Um, but, like, again, you meet somebody, and I don't know if it comes out all the time. Like, you, you guys met me today. Everybody met me today. And I feel like I welcome everybody. I try to make sure everybody's taken care of. Yeah, you're very giving, welcoming. Yeah, but 
not when it like so. Here's here's one of the striking moments that like I. Let I've me use your bathroom. You offered us beer. Right. Why, why wouldn't I? Um, it's hospitality. Where we come from. Exactly. We're all from the south, kind of, right? Um, People think Missouri. Mason Dixon, south. baby. Mason right. Dixon. I'll tell you what. Um, but I, one of the things I talk about, and I talk about it in my latest episode, narcissism in my first Tinder date is. I've, I I always have a lot of friends that do like volunteer work, and they do like. I'm going to go do Habitat Humanity on the weekend. I'm going to go oh, go play with the fucking pets that are going to die, like in the animal shelter or yeah. like the adoption agencies or like whatever, right? I'm going to walk them. And like, I'm like, why? And they're like, well, yeah. just because like it, it's good, like, right? Like, like for no other reason than it's good. And I'm like, but why? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I want to feel like I want to do that. I've never felt like I wanted to help anybody else. I was also a single child. Like, I feel like a lot of my childhood bringing – uh, has a lot to do with it. Like I was, I was a single, I was single child until like for a very long time, and even then I was shunned. My grandparents always like treated me like a golden child. So like no matter what I did, right or wrong, was always right. And like if I did something wrong, they're like there to console me, and they're like, here, here, we're gonna make sure it's right for you, right? So out of control of my life, and they just make things right. So you've never been forced to work through anything difficult or accept the responsibility. For when it. I was younger, no. And so it develops this. Yeah. When, I, when I'm older, yes. Right. And, like, I have to figure Well, life out. will make you do that. But if you don't go through those instances and, and force yourself to go through those instances, it's right. harder to deal with them when, when life makes you do it. Right. Of, coor- of, of course. Especially right. when there's nobody there to help you go through that. And that's that. when people really break down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can completely agree, man. I've gone through my own self-inflicted problems such as DWI. Weight problems, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like my last relationship is one of those things. I feel like dating all my life has been one of those things. Like yeah. my view of the world has been one of those Because things. you don't want to go fucking walk dogs and shit on the weekends? <laughs> I, feel like that's a, I feel like it's a big thing. I feel, like, I feel like being a humanitarian is a big thing. So you're like, telling me you hate puppies is what you're saying. <laughs> I only, think the larger is only the ones you that just not care about people. Yeah, I don't care about people. See, I have an issue with that. Like, I say this all the time. Like, I'm always searching for empathy because, like... It's always been a problem of mine. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not very empathetic. I'm just like, fucking deal with it, dude. Well, because when I go through hard shit, I don't whine about it. I get it fucked up. Right. And, so and you go do the same. Yeah. Like, I don't I, feel sorry for people too often. I don't. I don't. And I can't... I don't think that makes you a bad person or a narcissist. I, I, it's definitely a trait of, of narcissists um, to, to be... Full of self-centeredness. Well, being self-centered and not feeling sorry are two different things. True. That's why they're two different words. But when it's when it's in a description of, of something that I can continuously look for and I can continuously do, like personality tests, quizzes, when I've listened to hours and hours of doctors yeah. talk about it, like hey, I don't think I have narcissistic. I'm not saying you're not. But yeah, I don't think I have narcissistic personality disorder. I don't think I'm that bad. Like. Not at all. Have tendencies. I have strong tendencies. Like, They're affecting like your personal relationships. They affect my personal relationships. They affected right. this shit with my last co-host. He was like, everything has to be about you. You, you, oh, you. Oh, so you're not very bending. You're not very flexible. I try to. I want to. I want to be. I got the. I want to be. I got the complete fucking opposite vibe from you, which is why it's so surprising yeah. whenever he he's over here telling us that he's right. narcissistic. And, 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 but I'm so I call it. I call myself a cognizant narcissist. Because I have to be like you pick and choose who you're who you like that with. Yeah, it's but but I try to be. I take people for granted. I do, even family members, and I don't intend. I don't mean to do it. And it's just all about like what what benefits you. Yeah, like they. I've gotten that a lot. I've gotten even from my sister and my mom. They're like, 
you only contact me when this and this. And I'm like, like when you need something. Okay. I'm like, yeah, it works the same with you too. Like fucking phone's a two way street, dude. Like hit me up too. <laughs> right. yeah, that's like, the relationship we've developed after all these years. What would you expect anything more? Out right. Of like, but then like, that's fucked up. Like when you tell, like when people are like, Oh, do you love your mom? I'm like, yeah, is it, but is like, it fucked up because it's okay. family? Is that why you feel it's fucked Sometimes up? Sometimes I think people put too strong of a title on that word family. Because title. I think it's, 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 it's outside, everybody's outside perspective on what family needs to be. Yeah. So that's then it makes me feel a certain and, way. and this is something we talk about all the time, like family, friends, whatever. It's like it's about who you have in your tribe and that you feel that connection with. Yeah. Like whether you guys are blood related or not, like, you know, I have family that lives in the same town as me that I, I haven't seen in five, ten years because it's like, we're never going to have that relationship right. because we don't vibe like that. That's at the end of the day, it's like people are people, whether you have the same blood or not, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I had a friend say, uh, he said like uh, friends or family that you choose is mm-hmm. kind of how he Absolutely. looks at it. And yeah, dude, for real. It's, it's exactly right. And, and to talk about the empathy, empathy thing, I talked about it again on, on my latest episode. Everybody go check it out for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, dude, I, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes prior to, thank you, sir. Prior don't to, got you. Like the current job I have, I work in the tech field. And prior, prior to that, I was a contractor for Facebook. Neither one of those, I have to like talk with people or anything like that. But every job before was a call center type job. Yeah, and those, I remember. Those suck, dude. Those suck dick. But like I'm really metrics, good with. Metrics. ACW. ACW can work. suck my dick. Yeah. Dude, I used to sit there. I was on the phone less than everybody and I'd produce more. So right. get, off my, like, get off my ass, man. Yeah, go suck my dick like in the back like right now. Um, but also don't do that. Um, but one of the things, one of the themes that came up in my feedback, every single job was you're really great with customers. You guys make great connections. You you got them laughing. Can you be a little bit more empathetic though at the beginning? Well, you just don't feel it. You don't care. Yeah. And it's exactly right. I I have a hard time with empathy. Dude, I understand where you're coming from with that because it is a legit fucking struggle of mine and i've and like i realized and i I think i've realized it just through um just some of my plant medicine experiences of like how important it is like i was talking about community to like connect with people and like um like that's why i started this podcast because i want to connect with people and i want to have like conversations and like just sit down and just have this uninterrupted time that you don't typically have in everyday life, right? right? You know what I mean? So, and just being authentic and open and like willing to share, just mm-hmm. candid, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. It's like showing that vulnerability. And like, it's something that can be developed and it's not easy, but I think it really is important because I say that as somebody who it just doesn't, I don't naturally like people. Yeah. It just doesn't come to me. You know what I mean? Right. But like, I want, I do really want to be that guy who's like super giving. I do and like, too. I, but I feel like I got to like have to give. So you had, there's got to be a little bit of selfishness there. There as does. You're there does, but like I want to be a good humanitarian, according to everybody. Like I want well, to. What the fuck does that yeah, mean, bro? Say to everybody, why not to? Yeah, you? why are you so worried about what the fuck everybody else thinks? I, I, I you know, the reason I, I think it all goes back to like childhood and stuff. I've always not felt accepted because of like or had my, or my felt weight. The, the enough attention. Nope, I didn't yeah. feel enough attention. So like me having a podcast, it going as well as it as, as it did before I took my hiatus. Everything that's not good for my fucking ego. Like that, that that's an ego inflator. And like it affect it, it, shit would affect my like my like I look for validation from that sometimes even now like yeah. I'm having a bad day and I'm like you know what fucking like how many Snapchat how many people saw my shit on Snapchat like how many people saw my shit on Instagram that's a common issue in life yeah looking for outside outside validation it is a common issue but nobody wants to sit down and deal with it mm-hmm. and nobody wants to sit down and think about it nobody wants to sit down and talk about it everybody just wants to go watch fucking Netflix. 
Everybody just wants to scroll. Everybody wants to scroll through their, their Getting problems. Getting that dopamine hit, man. Okay. Everybody wants to scroll through their problems. I'm not looking for a dopamine hit. What I'm looking for is like, I want to know that my friends fucking know I'm important. I want to know that these people I've never even fucking met click like on my – like, I want to know. Like, make me feel important, right? Yeah. Well, that, that feeling of importance is, is dopamine being released in your brain. Mm. Why you got to be so scientific? It's instant gratification. Master's degree, homie. Instant gratification. Yeah. I, well, I want – I want – it's instant gratification. But you want you want both. You want the instant and the long term. Yeah. That's the serotonin. Man. That long term gratification. You know what I'm saying? That feeling like, like, oh, man, you just feel so good because you worked your ass off. But that's harder. It takes longer. Most right. people don't so, want so that. Like, I feel, I, when I feel that way, like, and I walk into the gym, I don't feel the same way when I walk out of the gym. Like, I, I fucking, you're an hour on the bag. You're fucking, you hit mitts. You fucking, you know, run a little bit on the, on the treadmill. You fucking... You, you're out there shadow boxing. Like, I feel like just combat sports in general, like, after a good training session, you're like, kind of everything don't matter, though. Like, kind of everything is okay. Kind of everything's going to be okay. Like, yeah, you feel it. good. You feel good. I feel like more people need to do that. Yeah. Like more people need to get the violence out of them. Get the violence out of them. People definitely need to move and fucking find a way to uh, to find something that uh, makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I don't think people take time to do it. They think Netflix make them happy, and then they get to the end of the episode and the end of the series, and then they're, hey guys, what should I watch next? Like, un, uh, it's, it's, they need the validation, but they also unfulfilled in life, because they're basing everything. Their their whole week, their whole two months have been spent in this world that's not even they don't even exist. Mm-hmm. They don't live in the real and, world, and they're interacting with other people about this world that doesn't exist. And not face to face. It's through a phone. It's through a right. social media site, and it's at work. Like you can only you, the only conversation I'm having with you at work about the goddamn TV show. We can't have real conversations about like, like we're doing now, like at the water fountain. Like why not? Because right. nobody want to have those real. Nobody wants to be real with themselves. You know what, dude? I'm so lost. I don't take in much content. I use that as an opportunity to let people teach me about shit. I, I'm just I'm just finally getting to the point where it's just like, no, dude, I don't fucking know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't watch Netflix. Go ahead and tell me. No, about anything. Listen, you understand. I only take in very limited information. Like okay. I know a lot about a few things, but there's a whole bunch I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> there's a we're on the same, social media. We're on the same dude, path. Yeah, there's well. a lot of people will start telling me about. I don't watch sports at all. I don't either. People will start telling me about things on the news. Things will tell me about different things nothing. that happen. I find out shootings through people. Yeah. I don't. Hey, did you see this? I, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. Tell I me about it, please. I can super relate to you because I, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about besides the world, besides my world, like which is me and combat sports. That's all I know. Dude fought for ten years and hasn't watched fights in, uh, by, by choice. <laughs> I go, we go to fight things. Like, we'll, I'll go, we'll, we'll watch fights at a friend's house or whatnot, and like half the time I'm just talking to people. I don't even watch fights. He's right. just there because it's a community event. <laughs> you know? That's it. I'm just like, all my people are there. Yeah. I don't fucking watch that. Sh- I don't know what's going on. Right. So it's a good opportunity to say to to maybe connect. Right. Let right. People, it, it let definitely people is. tell you about but shit. But like pe- people in general don't don't take the time to do that with each other. No, they don't. They don't. I'm just talking about me. Hey, listen. But I feel I feel like a show. lot of I feel like a lot of right. well, yours too. It's too. Hey, Swapcast, baby. baby. Swapcasting. But I feel like I feel like people don't address that with themselves. I feel yes. like they don't take time, and I feel like also too a lot of podcast hosts have reached out to me, and they're like. I feel this exact same way. Like, yeah. for, for, for me to put myself out there is, a, is one thing. For them to come back and be like, I feel like this too. Like, thank you for talking about this. 
that's a completely different feeling like in itself. I, I'm not doing this for them, but also I appreciate it when I do hear it because it makes me want to do the next episode. Yeah, that feels the next good. Episode. It feels good, man. Yeah, we were talking about this on the way here. Like we all like to act like our um, individual experience is like unique, and it is to a degree, right? I mean, the things that you to go a specific, through. and then. But on a grander scheme, like as a human, like not really, you know what right. I mean? Like you're experiencing, you know, heartache, you the know, trauma, you experience trauma, yeah. loss, Death, happiness, right. you know what I mean? Like community, there's like just these different general human in to different degrees, right? So like, I can't remember what the exact thing was, but it was like, you, maybe you're in the hood and there's and gunshots going you, off. You have to worry about gunshots every single night. And you, every time you walk out your door, somebody's trying to rob you or sell you crack or heroin or whatever. And that's a normal day to you. But you could be, you know, this upper middle class nerdy kid who your biggest fear is that kid in the lunchroom who's trying to take your lunch money. But what's what's to differ, differentiate the level of trauma that you feel from that experience? Could be the same. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, that's the norm for you. The well, stimulus gunshots, is different. Exactly. But the experience is exactly. The chemical that's going on in yeah, your Yeah, the response head, is the same. same. Exactly. Right. So that's my point. As humans, we have this human experience. You know what I mean? So, And we're all trying to act like we're perfect or, you know, everybody's trying to act like they're not going through shit. But it's just like. When you're open and vulnerable, like everybody's afraid to do that for right. some reason. You know what I mean? As so it helps I people. I want to start the series too, Unfiltered Bachelor. I want people, want people to let me know as a podcast host, this shit ain't glamorous. Yeah. What, what this shit happen, is not what glamorous. happens when you get a girlfriend? We, well, I'll talk about that then too. You're we'll figure start, it out. But you can't call it Unfiltered Bachelor. Right. Anymore. Uh, you know. Show ends. Show ends. It's <laughs> over. That <laughs> series ends. We got a new series going on. It's like Degrassi know. the Next Generation. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be Drake out of the wheelchair. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm not that far ahead. And maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't, I'm not there yet. But I, I think having this, having this talk, though, like with uh, myself to the mic and, and expressing, like, these are thoughts of, like, a real podcast host. This is, like, half it's of a it real is, person. It's a real yeah. person. It's a real person. But, like, also add in the, the podcasting. Add in, add in every, all your daily life. Subtract the Netflix from the 90% of the people. Put in podcast time. Put in the, the time it takes to try and book a guest. Put in the time it takes to try and promote. Put in the time it takes to try and, and think about things and stay focused and stay consistent, right? And then throw in, okay, I just got out of this, so I'm going through this trauma as a human being. And then add in the fact that I want to get back out there. Actually, girls are – there's a lot of good-looking ones out there that Especially need to be – You need to beat me. You're in a good right. fucking city for it, bro. <laughs> Austin is the fucking city for it. And so – Get, getting and throwing, getting thrown into all these new stimuli, stimulus, stimulus, like Tinder, Hinge. Apparently, I need to be on on Bumble. Like Bumble. this new internet dating scene craze that I was out of the loop from for the last five and a half years. It's kind of like throwing like you know Encino Man t- type shit, right? Like <laughs> I got him frozen. I'm like, ooh, I got a fucking club, and I'm Don't like a fucking kidding, guy, man. right? <laughs> the fuck do I do? So that's the way. I, that's the way I feel, man. Yeah. Um, about just. That's why I created that series, I should say, man. Mm-hmm. And 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 the feedback that I've gotten has just been people like who have not tuned in, who who don't like MMA, but they want to hear me talk, and then they hear it and they're like, "This shit's real, dude." Like I, yeah. I, 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 the outpouring of support that I've gotten over the last like forty eight hours since I put the second episode up, it it's it's moving to me. Like I'm like, I didn't know I had a heart, like. Uh, that feels good. Like it does feel good to connect with people and share right. those things. Well, and, and it always makes you feel better to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like it's like at your deepest, darkest times, like to know that you're not alone and that there's people who are willing to respond and reach out to you 
and that that should make you feel better. Right. It, and it definitely does. Because so. uh, at the end of the day, you, how many of those people do you have a shared experience with? Like, are, are relating to you about the, that exact same message? Right. Or I didn't know that I now know. Yeah. Right? And, like, it just, that makes me, like, maybe I will never, maybe I will never want to pet puppies at a fucking adoption agency place. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe I will never, cl- you know, fucking hammer a nail into a, a habitat for humanity. But is this my way of kind of, Giving and back. that's all that matters is if you find your way of doing what you feel is right to give back. Right. It's giving back. Dude, look, I feel like people, like, uh, like just don't judge yourself so harshly, right? Because I think about, like, the way I want to give back. And to do that, I think it would be easier to have a lot of fucking money. I'm not trying to donate my fucking time. I'm trying to make a lot of money and write a big check. I bet I can help a lot more people with a whole bunch of money right. than I can being broke as shit donating my time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So... You know, it's all perspective, I'm completely man. with that. I'm completely it's all perspective. I don't think it makes you an asshole because you don't want to go walk dogs and pet puppies because I don't like that shit either. <laughs> right. it's, not, it's not like you're out there saying you want to kill puppies and murder yeah, puppies. Yeah, you know what I mean? It doesn't make you a bad person. Also, but, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, there, I've lost plenty of friends, like, from, like... That's I, a I, part of the journey. You have to lose friends. Yeah. yeah and pe- you, people... Sometimes people are meant to be stepping stones in your life. Yeah. And, like, it's, it sounds... I don't like that or, term. But it's true, though. Like, in a way. Because like, how many relationships have you had in your life that are gone? I just think that I think the the term stepping stone just it, it implies like like you are um, using to rise above. To rise above you where you were at that time. Yeah, but you're using them to rise above. It's like yeah, a, it's like it's like a using. I, I guess it's like you're using the experience, if if anything. Yeah, I just don't know if necessarily everybody's a stepping stone. It's just like maybe it's like everybody is just like a, maybe like a chapter, and then some chapters close faster than others. Yeah. <laughs> Some, some steps are bigger than others that you take. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a stepping stone. I mean, I, but I hear what you're saying. You, you can know, explain. You, Did I cut you off? You, you can explain that. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, uh, you, you get to this certain point in your life and, you know, this relationship ends or, you know, a relationship starts starts to begin. It's like, okay, well, here you are now. And now you're using this relationship or that experience to propel you to the next part of where you need to be. Right. To level yourself up or go back down you know that happens yeah. too but who's you know? to say that that particular thing is going to take you on to another thing you know what i'm saying that's gonna i used to say i still do like all things are temporary and i guess i guess temporary is relative like that could be you know because well, time is forever everything else could is be temporary. 10 days could be 10 years could be 50 years right. i mean it's going to end at some point you know what i mean for one reason or another right but like who's to say that it will end like during your experience you know what i mean like maybe you end before it ends right right <laughs> But I, I I bring this up because like that was one of the the reason part and that's part of the reason it's gone into like starting this podcast is like I had somebody reach out to my former co-host and was like why does Blake sound fake on the podcast and I'm like I bet you the person that reached out to you was somebody I haven't talked with in the last you know five to eight years they just have this idea of who you are they had this they had this idea of you who don't I know was. me motherfucker you don't know right. me now though like, right <laughs> to 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 judge somebody from who they were you know five years ago you were 25. I hate how we do that. You know, like right. you had this idea back when we used to party together, and now I'm I'm this completely different person, and I and I and I express myself in this new way, and all of a sudden I have to be fake. Like I was like I was like I, I texted my co my 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 co-host. I was like I don't give a fuck who that was. I give a fuck about like what all this means to you. You know what I mean? Like we're going through our own you know struggles and shit as as being co-hosts together. But like that impacted me because I was just like 
why the fuck do people think I'm fake? Like that, I took that to heart. I take that to heart. Like, yeah. don't fucking think I'm fake. Like, I I try to be the most genuine person as possible because I just do genuine. Th- like, I say what I, I say what I feel. Yeah, I do what I feel. And and then a lot of the time I try to do as positive as I can for anybody that that's around me. Like again, like y'all come in and I I just I try yeah. to try to put off as many positive vibes as possible. So that really bothered me. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe people need to get to know me now and not who they thought you used right, to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that that was part of the um, idea that went into the fruition of, of creating. We like to do that as humans, right? We like to act like people can't grow and evolve and change. Right. Like we, we can, always, but they can't. There's always right. a static thing. Yeah. Hold, holding now, imaginary grudges. I, of I'm going to hold this ima- this mm-hmm. image of you back from when I remember you. But then if I see you again, you're like, oh, that's not the way I remember you. Right. Yeah. Like you can't you can't have gotten new information and, <laughs> and change right. your opinion about something. Like that's wrong. Right. We do that with politicians. The only time it's acceptable is when it's your friend and they're always continuously like on a journey and you know they're on a journey. But if it's like somebody you haven't seen in like years and years and you're years. You're like, oh, fuck that guy from 10 years ago in high school. Right? <laughs> He's still a loser. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, you mean he was a douchebag when he was 15? I bet. Right. He's still a fucking douchebag. And you're like, oh, actually, he owns Huggies? You're like, yeah. fuck. Like, Damn, dude. He must have really come up. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I, fuck him. I remember that little douchebag. Yeah, now fuck him now. You know? well, fuck him now. Fuck him and his diaper money. You're like, yeah. I don't know why we do that. It's the craziest shit. But it's, it's just, it's, 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 this is a human experience that I want to have. I don't want no longer, like, I'd love to. I still want to do MMA episodes. And I still want to do shit like that. Yeah. But also, I want to have human experiences, and I want to. I want people to, to know it's okay to talk about this. To know it's okay, to, to walk a journey with somebody, and to know what I'm going through, like on a selfish level. Like this is what I'm going. And and you know what? I I thought about this the other day, and I'm like, why is it so important what I have to say? Because for so long, I feel like what I had to say wasn't important to to everyone around me. You know, growing up, man, like I grew up in like a broken home with like uh, my stepdad who like, you know, there was a lot of uh, abuse that went on, my mom and stuff like that, even me. And so even in high school, like I, I feel like that affected my like weight in high school. Dude, I graduated. I was 315 pounds, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. Oh, shit, indeed. What year was it? 2006? It's 2006. And God the lowest damn, I ever got was I was 181 right before I met my ex in 2012. Mm. So in six years, like, that's a crazy like. What did that do to you? Like, like, what was your experience like through high school? Were you picked on and shit? I wasn't picked on because I was cool with everyone. You're a funny kid. Yeah, were you that funny? Did you make fun of yourself a lot? Just were you funny? I was a funny kid. Yeah, yeah. humor, humor and wittiness got me a long way. Diffuse the situation. Diffuse it, yep. and people were like, "Ah, he's cool, man. Y'all, y'all know cool Blake." No, but I never hung out with one group. Not really. I was never invited to parties until finally, like, the last month of like my senior year. Really? What did you do? Uh, I made beats. I, I I used to do rap and um, produce. Uh, I got a production when I was 16, and I just took it serious. And like when Ta- Kanye West talks about you know spending hours alone in his basement, like making five beats a day for three summers, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know that life. Yep. I, I've actually I've lived that life. Like I've sat down with like local rappers, and like all we did all day during the summer was like work on music, work on beats, be in the studio. Like I've I used to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Like fucking. I've lived the like going on tour shit. Like it, it shit was crazy. Like even if it's on local mm-hmm. scene, like I've I've done it. And and so that was my way of expressing like I'm bigger than the world. Like and you need to like I've always tried to go through something where it's like I'm bigger than the world and you need to hear me and here's why it's important. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't feel that growing up. Like 
graduating high school, 315 pounds, a virgin, and knowing that like the girls that you can never have, like you like you're like they're never they're, they're never gonna be into me. Like this isn't like the movies. The movies glamorize like the the, the lovable the, the lovable, lovable loser, loser who yeah. like fucking gets the girl at the end of the day. Hey, that don't work like that, bro. Go on Tinder real quick. Girls ain't swiping on lovable loser. You know they're swiping on swiping on the hot guy. Like who's, this is who's real six life. Six foot with a beard. Right. Right. Yeah, Did you ever have a girlfriend in high school? Never had a girlfriend in high school. I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 21. Not really? Oh, really? Where'd you go to college at? Uh, I went to ACC, so community What's that? college. Austin Community College. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, and, and, and. At least you went. At least. I guess. If that's it's important. If it's important to you. I, I didn't finish. A, I didn't finish. I think that was the worst thing I ever did was go to college. I, yeah. I burnt out. I, I burnt out. I've been to college four times. Yeah, see? You know, it's like, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not, not in the cards. Me. I love to learn. I don't want to be forced to learn. I love learning too. Yeah. It's not I in a structured, like formal some of the stuff environment. Still that not I, a formal environment. Some of the stuff still I learned from like psychology and music, like, and even business principles of marketing. Like I can apply it. Like now that I have a podcast, like I know how to run a lot of like engineering shit. And because I, I went through the classes, like, I'm like, oh yeah, if I ever know what like audio and Audi and like Ox and like all these terms and sh- MIDI and like I'll forever know what these terms mean and I'll forever know how they connect, right? And I'll forever know how marketing like well w- it's based on a number of things, colors, ideas, demographics, da da da. Like I'll forever know all these things, right? But like, do I do I really want to like? Did you go? need to go spend money to do that in the age of information? Yeah, like I mean, I I guess no. nope. No, like then, then it was cool. Now you can go look a YouTube video. You can go look up podcasts. You, and you can learn everything book. you need to everything. read a book. Everything all from your phone. Right. You can do it all from your hand. Mm-hmm. Right here. You don't have to step in a single classroom ever again in your entire life. Right. I think it was you that was telling me, you know, if you boil it down, if you listen to Ro- enough Rogan, you can get a fucking PhD. You can get a PhD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, between a handful, yeah, dude. Rogan, Ferris, yeah. fucking. I mean, I list, I've been into podcasting, probably listening to it hardcore, probably four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And um, especially in the health and wellness space, all the accurate information and the real time information is coming out through podcasts. Yeah. Not, not in textbooks. It's not no. the, the revised not edition. Not textbooks. No, yeah. they're writing books. But yeah, the people who are doing the work, doing the research, publishing these findings, like they're on podcasts live, talking about live these. results. But they're yes. doing it too in real per- in the real life, and they're yeah. doing seminars and like seminars. You could do enough seminars, you could be have a PhD. I think like in certain aspects, in certain. In well, you have people like Dr. Rhonda Patrick who has amazing. A, who, yeah, when she's on Rogan, I think it's better when she's on Rogan because I think he slows her down and she has a better delivery. But even on her podcast, like she she's. Um, she has guests and whatnot. And, like you're just getting the most high level fucking information you could be getting. Like if you like to dive into the weeds and the science and different things. So there's levels to this shit, right? right? But you can find the information; it's there. Yeah, it, it absolutely it absolutely is. And so like that's that was one thing like I've discovered along the way. Like I, I don't fucking need I don't need college, but I appreciate the experience for what it was. I burnt myself out though. I remember I remember working two jobs. And going and having five different classes in a summer course of five and a half weeks. Like, I, I, like people are like, when did you – like, I remember working 10 to 6 a.m., sleeping from 6 to 10, ha- being have to be at class at 11, being in a class from 11 to 6, like, working in one job from 6 to 10, and then doing it, like, multiple times. Like, it was insane, dude. It was insane. Yeah. Grinding. Grinding. Gr- gr- yeah. So, take that. Add two kids and full-time fighting training. Right. That like he 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 hates to talk about this stuff. <laughs> He's so humble when it comes to this stuff. But it's like 
that is a fucking serious. Well, that's ride. when the conversation I wanted to have with you. It's like you live the podcast life. That's that's one aspect. This shit's easy. You're you're. It's you're, a lot of work, but it's your dad. I know you're you're a big jujitsu player. You probably have a job. Like every, every there's there's life aspects that go along with it. I don't think that are talked about, and people don't think about all all anybody wants to think about when you do a podcast is like. This guy's a great podcast host, right? Like, I guess. <laughs> I, I, ho- I hope. Yeah. Like that's the hope, right? And well, I, I guess that's what they're thinking things. about. Yeah. Like he's a podcast host. He's a guy. He's a guy's guy. Yeah. But like, okay, what goes into the guy's guy, right? What goes into the, to to them that making? Journey. Right. Nobody ever wants to talk. Like, it's not talked about enough. I don't say nobody wants to talk about it. It's not talked about enough. Yeah. It's not reflected upon enough. It's not revealed open enough. Like. I, I, I do a podcast. People are like, "Ooh, you got sponsors and shit." Like, it's this glamorous thing. I'm like, "No, bitch! Like, leave me alone! Like, this is not the greatest thing I could be doing with my time." However, Joe, pause. Will you get me a beer, please? Can you and can you turn that fan on right there? Uh, I'll take one. Yeah. Yeah. The man. Thank you. The man. Thank you. We're talking to Joe Marquez, ladies and gentlemen. Shout, he out, is, shout out to Joe coming to making this trip with us down to Austin. He is a teammate of Justin and ours, trains at St. Charles in May. He's a good guy. I feel like we have three more in there. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. Hey, yeah. Well, we just volunteered ourselves to your beer. Thanks, bro. I, I, I volunteered you to drink beer. How about that? I volunteered Lo- as tribute. Loaded Joe's, baby. Swapcast. <laughs> Swapcast. We got to. Loaded Joe's, it. baby. So, yeah. So okay. I'm just going to take one. I don't know what I'm doing here. I know which one I took. <laughs> Grab me. Yeah. Gra- give me. What is that one? Put, put. Yeah. Gra- put this one up and grab me the one that's in the box. Is that an IPA? No, no, no. These are all stouts. They're all stouts. All okay. Stouts. Good call. What kind of stout is that? This is. Here, switch me. Yeah. Switch you. And I'll take. And then I'll take that one. Okay. Switch it up. We'll Full grown yeah, man. Yeah. Go for it. Here you go. This makes me depressed because I can't grow a beard as good as this. I can't grow Those a beard. Those are 12% too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this, this is a full-grown man beard. <laughs> Holy shit. Full-grown man imperial style. 12%. Oh, my. <laughs> right, just take a moment. Take a picture so I can put it on the gram. You right absolutely now. can. Absolutely. We're pausing here for a second, guys. Uh, I mean, we can it's keep it rolling. I haven't tried that yet. Well, we're not so really pausing. I'm just saying I, this all goes. Let me try this. Try that. I have not tried this. It's I good. saved one, though. It's good. Yeah, yeah, let us clean you out. Yeah, grab grab the uh, Mexican hot chocolate one. We're going hard. Yeah, come on, Joe. You can't just be walking super slow in front of the thing, man. Out of the shots, bro. Come on. <sighs> man, this is this is a good episode, guys. We're learning a lot about life. I'm I'm happy. What do you want to eat after this? Dude, we're down for whatever. We had we just had in and out. So. Oh no. No. Oh no! You sound like a hater, bro. I am a big in and out hater. If it, you throw that P. Terry's bullshit in my face, nope, okay, nope, thank you. Nope. If I had to, com- if I had to make a, com- I don't, first of all, I just don't like in and out because they don't have variety. I compare, I compare them to Whataburger. Whataburger? I told you they're compared no. to Whataburger. No. I, I said compare that. it to Whataburger, but only in the sense of two things: one, they don't have breakfast, and two, they don't have bacon. I did notice they didn't have bacon. If you don't have ba- – first of all, okay, I'll, I let me, respect that. Let me just compare that. you to bacon. You have no bacon. You're not a r- – hey. They were okay. I don't think they're worth the hype. It's not worth the hype. Dude, this is the first time I, I was like, I have <laughs> to have I have to have In-N-Out Burger here because – You should try it though. I've been – I was in San Francisco last weekend. Yeah. I've been in Vegas. I've been here multiple times. I, I haven't gotten it's, it. And every time because there's a huge fucking line and I want to wait. 
And I was like, I just got to get it. Luckily, the place we went to, no fucking line. Yeah. Perfect. Because it's, it's not worth the goddamn line. Nope. I don't know why anybody's waiting in line for that burger. It's a good burger. It's a triable, but it's not. It's not. I've had better. Go back it's good, yeah, though. It's, I was it's underwhelmed. It's the best fast food burger. He, that's how he put well, it. Well, because you haven't been well, to Water I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. It's the second best because Habit Burger is the best fast food burger I'll, I'll, by far. I will agree with that. I will agree with anything that's not in and out. Yeah, all so I know is a real he came in, he sat down, he looked at me, he goes, you look real underwhelmed. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Shit tastes like it's, it's, it's okay. It's not that bad. It's but. A-OK. You get a stamp of an A-OK approval. If you're going to compare it to Whataburger, Whataburger's better. It's just, again, you have breakfast, you have, you have bacon. bacon. Any place that has bacon is already automatically better. Bacon's way I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if it's a place that's local to y'all. And you're like, it has bacon? Okay, great. It's already above In-N-Out. Like, yeah. In-N-Out's not that great. Yeah, uh, but – Dude, what were you saying earlier? I, I fucked this all up. <laughs> it's all right. I was just thinking about beer. We should. I mean, beer's good. Like, I'm a huge beer connoisseur. If you can't already tell, like, I have. Yeah, there, there's there's not a Bud Light or a Budweiser <laughs> in that fridge. I but it's also it. well down here would be a Shriner. He'd have a Shriner bar. Yeah, sh- sh- Shiner, Shiner's fucking. Shiner. That's where it's not at. Shriner. But I have a. Uh, if I open my cabinet right there, if Joe were to go in there, open the cabinet, I have. There's full of beers, like collector beers. Then I have over here on this side, right behind me, like literally behind my thumb, I have like. 12, 13 collectible beers that I could crack open at any moment. Like, I'm a huge beer connoisseur guy. I used to be like that too. And I, just, I not, don't drink very much. Not fucking I. I'm not, I'm not a big. Whiskey. I'm not a big drinker. I'm a whiskey guy. So we've got like six different kind of whiskeys in the house right now too. Smart guy. One of them here. being a uh, proper twelve. I'm a huge. <laughs> we gotta I, try it. We do. I'm we a do. huge old fashioned guy. I don't know if you guys are into. Old, My man. man. My, My man. man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> At the moment, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> like a fucking, like a fucking gentleman, like a god. That's a gentleman's drink. <laughs> like a neat, you drink a neat. The girl, girl drinks an appletini. You drink a goddamn old fashioned. Like neat. That was, was I don't good, know. I just know that word. I just keep using the word <laughs> neat. <laughs> so it doesn't have ice, right? Uh, <laughs> you should drink it neat, right? Neat. So it's, it's served with some neat, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> on the rock. I don't know. I just I heard so it. The glass is really clean. It sounded or? really good. So I, I order I order everything neat now. If you were to say neat on the rocks, if you were to say neat on the rocks, you'd fuck up a bartender. He'd be like. So you want it neat or on the rocks? He's like, two glasses, please. <laughs> yes. yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Tiger. Here's an extra book. <laughs> you're serving extra neat now, don't you? With ice. And you're like, what? Yeah, dude. That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. But like human experience, and that, that's, that's kind of the – I think that's part of the reason why I started the, the whole Unfiltered Bachelor series. And uh, I mean – I just hope people tune in and, and, and get an opportunity to try and figure me out, but also like walk through a journey. Like you're, you, you, you listen to certain shit and then you walk through a journey in your own head. You're like, yeah, I remember when I went through such and such. And, yeah. And you see somebody else going through the journey too. Like when you watch a movie and you're like, God damn, like he's doing this, but I remember I would have, you know, I was, this is what I did. In well, that's that why, that's why like sad, somber music is popular in sales, right? Because we all go through, you know, low moments in time and like it helps to like when you're sad you don't want to listen to happy fucking music no it's the last thing you want to hear right people being happy right fuck y'all why why can y'all be happy and not me damn yeah yeah fuck, fuck y'all happy fucking weirdos happy. happy smiling shit living right, a good fuck life you, Pharrell. <laughs> yeah fuck that shit you want to listen to somebody being sad and singing about some heartbreak and I, shit I think, you know what I mean I, like because I, it, it makes you feel connected I think this is part of the reason why Post Malone is so big like people can hate on Post Malone all they want I, sh- I, should I fuck the post. I be rocking yeah. this shit. Yeah, I know you but, do because I seen your Snapchat, bitch. But, <laughs> but, but like the the people who like really really fuck with him, it's because of the deep cuts on his album. They're all like, 
about his right, life and right. his struggle. Which is weird, though, right? Because he talks about how, or he had made the comment how you don't listen to hip hop or f- for well, that, for for some deep shit. It, but he's always talking about heartbreak and breakups well, and, and different and, things. And and he caught a lot of flack for that. But if you do it like, so he was in Germany at a brewery and like had went on this big ass beer tour and he was wasted. Yeah. And they asked him I that mean, question. I'm not holding. Well, I know, I know. I'm <laughs> just saying he just caught so much flack because he said. What what he meant by that was that's not what he listens to. Yeah, you but he was like nobody here, nobody listens to hip hop. Well, he just made two general of a statement. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm just rambling. more so confused because I'm just like, why did you say that when your music? I don't think shows he feels, I don't think he feels like his music is hip hop. Like is one, he, he's is from Austin, right? He's from Waco. Waco. He's like a, it's like an hour away from me. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I mean that's where Baylor is, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that exactly? Um, I don't feel like he he thinks his music is hip hop. Like I feel like he thinks it's mute, like it's some sort of genre between like rock and like hip hop. Some blend or something. Which, which I'm I I'm I kind of okay. He's with. supposed to be a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like the interactions I've seen him with people, like he comes off like, hey, like how's it going? He just looks I like bet he smells, smells like so shit. Yep. So yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. Or either smells like shit or or Axe body spray. Or, Which, or he's okay, just like so the then best you then you just smell ever. like shit with Axe body spray. <laughs> 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 so you smell like a seventh grade locker room, yeah. right? Like I, it I, doesn't I, change. Something like, but like I turned my roommate on. Like he's 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 thirty seven, but he looks like a fucking thirty two year old, uh, which is which is great. We've got great Mexican genetics. But like I was like, you heard a post, man? Like we we'll sit here and like smoke and like fucking drink and have conversations like this. And I'm like, you heard a post, man? He's like, yeah. Like people like hate on him all the time and like. I fucking haven't heard him. I'm like, let me show you some real shit. And like, when you show him, like, feeling uh, Whitney, that song, dude. That, well, like, that make me shed a tear. Fall apart. Me. Yeah. What's the one? Uh, you probably think that you are better now. now. Better now. Yeah, yeah. that's a shit. Um, what's the other one? He did stay on the new album. That that uh, stay. You heard that? I probably heard it, but I don't. Don't, don't count on me to stay a little longer. Oh uh, yeah. He's like all. It's like all acoustic almost the whole song. It's and all like, good I shit, man. I played that for my for my roommate. And he's like. Now here's the thing. Too. I would not go listen to him. In uh in public, like I would not go see him live. I don't think his live show would be shit. I do. I I think. I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that is editing and production. He's he's very. Well, he even says that though. He's audio. He's like, how do you sing audio? He's like auto tune. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, but here's the thing. Like somebody like T Pain used auto tune all his whole life. Hold on. You ever seen T Pain in concert? I was gonna say he's actually good. He sings really amazing. He puts a fucking show on, but every song is 45 seconds because all he does is features. Yeah. The feature god. uh, (laughs) Or he has somebody featured on shit. You can only do one verse. Can can you name any solo T Pain songs off the top of your head? Mm Mm-hmm. Is not love love and stripper. Mike Jones is on that. But is it not his song? I'm, I'm just I'm saying, sprung. like, solely no, him. I'm sprung. That's the only oh. one I can think of off the top of my head. That and um, I that's think that's it. it. That's it. Oh, I'm an asshole. Sorry, Blake. You're good, You're good man. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Fuck. T- yeah, but T-Pain, great live. But when, when you show people, like, music like that that has, like, strong emotional connections, like, no matter who it is, no matter what ideas they had, like, I'm getting him on Kanye West's shit, and I'm like, have your ideas that you want. Be a Democrat all you want. I'm not here to change your political views. I'm not even political myself. What I do know, though, is people like Kanye West, like, there's musicians that have changed the game. Listen to – base them off their music. Base Floyd Mayweather off his fighting career. Right. Not off of what he did in the ring. Good, right. John Jones, base, base his career off what he did in the ring. Not what he did in the fucking outside the octagon. Base Kanye West's shit. This is exactly what we were talking about. You know, uh, we, we got coffee before we got here. And it's like the, these guys, they're people. They, why, do they, why do they have to be role models? Right. 
You know, they're out there to create and do their thing and what they feel they want to do. It's it's not their responsibility for you to be a role model, you know? Right. And it's not being a role model. Like, I feel like a lot of people, too, like, so I talk about, again, I talk about this in the, in the latest episode, the narcissism episode, where I feel like people like Kanye West, Floyd Mayweather, John Jones, even Charlie Sheen at that one point in time in 2011, narciss- they're narcissists. Oh, like they, see, they see the world in, a, in the sense that nobody else can connect with. But also, I feel drudgingly connected to, to that. Like, I feel like I'm like, I'm empathetic to that. I, I can understand why. I'm like, yeah, part of being a narcissist is you're above authority. You are your own authority. You answer to yourself. And when you do things like the way that these individuals do, people will consider he's a fucking asshole or he's a piece of shit. Okay, good. But he's, he don't. Like in my mind, he don't have to adhere to the laws. He creates his own reality. He can create. He can. He can do whatever the fuck he want to do. Let him do whatever. The, stop him if you. If you got a problem with it, you go stop him. If not, if you can't stop him and somebody else can't stop him, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. But people don't adhere to that. I adhere to that because I can understand that. I can understand. Like anytime Kanye West does anything even crazy, remotely crazy, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of understand that though. Like I can kind of get what he's. Even if I don't understand, like I don't like the message. I kind of understand where he's coming from, um, and it's not that I want to. It's just like, no, he's also like that, got a lot of brain trauma. That, ma- that yeah, <laughs> well, you know, but like John Jones, Floyd Mayweather, like anytime like something shit happens, I defend him to the T because I'm like I can understand exactly why they did what they did, and and I, again, I don't I'm not saying that makes me a narcissist, but like to understand like narcissism and like to be empathetic to narcissists is a completely different thing when people think they're piece like the majority of people think Floyd Mayweather's a piece of shit the majority of people that I know as MMA fans think John Jones is a piece of shit huge piece of shit I love John Kanye Jones Kanye West like the majority of, of fan, uh, friends that I have they think Kanye West is a piece of shit but again have you ever seen Floyd Mayweather fight have you ever seen John, 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 John Jones fight have you ever seen Kanye West have you ever heard his music have you ever seen his music videos the Look, guy heard his production. He sculpted most of our uh, our childhood. Nobody even nobody knows. even knows. Dude. You know? and here's the thing: he sculpted hip hop as the way we know it. I was talking to my roommate about this. If you remember back, like the, the pinnacle point, the, there's two pinnacle points in Kanye West's career that got him to the point where he's at. The one was after he released the first album of College Dropout. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he he went on and he was in the middle of releasing Late Registration, and he did the whole George Bush does not care about black people. One week later, Late Registration comes out. And it's, and it's one of the highest-selling albums of all time. Yep. Because everybody – like, all of a sudden, people don't feel Kanye now. Like, people want to forget, like, oh, I don't feel Kanye. Like, Kanye's fucking – he's a piece of shit. Be our remember back amazing. in 2005? Yeah, you, can't, you, you, you can't – I don't think you can I can't. I, don't, I, won't, I won't take away from the talent, but as a human being – I, I think you have to separate the two, though. You do. Do you? I, I think so because his can, I think you can appreciate one without celebrating the other. But yeah, they appreciate yeah, exactly. it fully. Like people don't appreciate it at all. I can appreciate the genius and the artistry, but as a human being, I think right. yeah. that's what He's I'm saying. I think shit. I think you have to separate the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily let them being whatever they're not living up to in your eyes. Like I don't think you necessarily let that take away from their artistry, right? right. I, th- I think you still give them credit where credit's due. But here's the thing: people don't appreciate. Like people don't go back. Like, I've watched every single one of Floyd Mayweather's fights. Nobody. Like, I I can't think of a of a. Well, band. those people don't understand boxing. I fucking box and like I watch boxing and like I see that shit and <laughs> yeah. it's like he's it's fucking saying different he's, things. He's I, t- I tell people all the time. I'm just like, dude, his angles and just he's just fucking his phenomenal. Pr- so so, so I was talking about this with the owner of the gym because we we're talking about boxing. He was an ex boxer, and he was like, so it's like you know who's talking Spacing, about spacing. He's like, I'm 57 years old. He's like, when I go sparring now, motherfucker's like six foot five. He looks like a basketball player. He's like, yeah, he's play basketball. He's like, good old boy too. Uh, but he like he'll go in there, dude, and don't let him. T- 
like when he hits the bag, I'm he's not even he he wears fucking sandals, like flip flops. And this motherfucker's like, yeah, good, good. Like the bag just fucking exploding every angle. And I'm like, I don't fucking like, I, of course, the last thing you lose is power. So I'm like, when you're sparring and somebody were to get hit by you, it's be fucked up. But like one of the things he talks about is like one of the biggest deteriorations I've noticed is like my reaction time. It's like my defense. Yeah. Right. I'm getting hit by things I didn't notice. And I'm like, well, part of defense, I feel like defense is just forecasting and reaction time. And, and Floyd Mayweather is the embodiment of forecasting and reaction time. And it hasn't slowed down at 40 years old. Not, not since we've not seen he hasn't taken a lot of punishment. He's, so he's, he's, raised, he's, he's been dropped twice. No, yeah. he's not, he, nope, you're, you're wrong, sir. So, uh, and, and the only reason I know you're wrong is because my nickname is Money Blakeweather. And I've researched fucking Floyd. He's only, his, only, um, his only time where he's had an eight count is he fought Carlos Hernandez and he broke his uh, right hand on his forehead and he took a knee. That's the only time he's ever – Madonna didn't drop him? Nope. No, he rocked him at the end of the so round. So there's been four times where he's been rocked. It's been Zab Judah, Demarcus Corley, uh, Shane Mosley, and Madonna on the second fight. Yeah, yeah. It was at the end of the round. That's what it was. The end of the third round. He, 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 faked, it. he faked him. Floyd went in for the right, and he hit him with the right as, as soon as he came in. Oh. And, and Floyd's like kind of jitters yeah. back. That's, those are the four times that That's he's been, it, though. He's, and he, he's and he went toe-to-toe with everybody. You can't say Floyd ducked anybody. Nope. No, you can't. And, like, the thing is, the thing that everybody likes to bring up is, like, well, he didn't fight as much of a talent pool as, like, Ali or something. And, like, but here's the thing. They were all great. Everybody that Floyd fought was great. Yep. Only thing was they were great, but not as great as him. Right. Like, he's a fucking fantastic boxer, when, people, when he fought Manny Pacquiao, and people were like, yeah, Manny's old as fuck. And I'm like. Oh, you do realize that Floyd's two years older than him, right? Like, yeah. I just need y'all to know. I, I just need to. I'm like, how old? Well, like, I had people like a lot of I'm, I'm friends with a lot of Mexican people and stuff like that. And I'm like, they're like, well, Floyd's old, like Manny's old as fuck. And I'm like, OK, go ahead and do me a favor. Can you look up Floyd Mayweather's age? They found it. Can you go ahead and look up Manny Pacquiao's age? They're like, well, he's two years younger. And I'm like, well, yeah. Like your guy's a piece of shit. Like your guy, your guy just loses all the time. Like if you want a loser, well, like, that's when he gave himself up to God. Is pick, when he started. Pick a fucking yeah. Ever since he found God, like he's not been good. So stop, <laughs> stop, stop murdering people and banging hookers. Stop doing hookers, cocaine, and alcohols. He's and all back on the juice though. He's back on the oh juice. God, he dude. starched Lucas Matisse in his last fight. Right. Like, but since then, like the, the the one fight that I noticed he was on like EPOs or something was like the Man- uh, Miguel Cotto fight in 2009. Like you look at that fight and. Miguel, like Miguel's winning. Miguel's like winning. Like you're like he's doing good, and then all of a sudden Manny comes out of in the late rounds and just start. He get that, that, that. And, and, and he, he came up what? <laughs> <laughs> he came up what? Six weight it. classes for that? No, he came up like he came up like one. Because he because he he, he went had, up eight, an, eight weight classes. He's an total. eight weight class champion. One of them includes like 120, and you're like you come up from 120 to 154, and you're a, a champion in eight of those weight classes. I, don't make no sense. I'm, I mean, I'm not against steroids, I don't think. I'm, I, I'm not against steroids in the right context. Right. The right – I'm not, not necessarily like boxing or combat sports. I'm not for it. But in life – In the right context. I'm going to use steroids. Like I, TRT? I, TRT, 100%. I've taken, I've taken TRT and HGH. The like, male natural testosterone production starts to drop gradually after 30? a certain age. Yeah, 30. And then progressively from there. So why would you not? It's a natural fucking hormone. Yeah, I started taking test boosters and like HGH shit like this this year. Like. When I'm in my 40s, that's probably when I'll start. Probably about 40, I'll start. It's just boosters though. Like I haven't gone to the doctor. And there are natural things shit. that you can take that will have you know help with natural testosterone production. We'll talk about this later. I like this. I like this. But it's like all good. I, it's all I, good. I'm all for like the the 
the work of artistry versus the actual person. Yeah. Right? And so that's what I was comparing, like, Kanye West to. If you remember before Kanye West, like, the, pinnac- one, the pinnacle moment was one of them I just talked about, the Mike Myers thing when he was there. George Bush doesn't care about black people. I remember how many that. people like were on? How many people were like, yeah, George Bush? Like, how many people were on Kanye West when he said that? They're like, thank you for being a real American. And now, though, all of a sudden, they're shunning him because of what he said. I get it, words and stuff. Here's Listen, a, dude, he's acting a goddamn fool, he bro. Really, he he really, is like, acting okay, a but you, fucking you also, you also gotta fool. Take, I don't use the word Uncle Tom a lot, but you also gotta <laughs> Jesus take, Christ, you gotta dude. You got to take in, into the consideration that. This motherfucker's going crazy. He looks he, like Wesley Snipes in motherfucking, what was that movie? With New Jack <laughs> City? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he got bl- platinum hair. Oh, uh, Demolition Man? Demolition oh, Man. Oh, looking ass shit. motherfucking ass with his hair. But, but let me, so let me touch Riding the Trump's dick. How's the taste? Of Kanye West's career where it was a pinnacle. In 2007, when he released Graduation and, and 50 Cent released whatever the fuck album he was going to release. It was Massacre. So, so remember when, when they were like, whoever outsells the other person has to retire, has to retire to hip-hop. Who is this yeah. with? 50 Cent. 50 Cent and Kanye. Cause, 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 because and they I, went head-to-head, too. They went press conference. They went like face-to-face. Who won? Because at, at won? the time, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye had to have won. Because, but, this, because, but 50 and 03... 03 to 07, 50 was da- right there with Kanye. So 50, the almost untouchable. So the lead singles that battled each 50. other were really Good Life and I Get I Money, I, I Get Money, that was trash. I Get Money, 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 I Got. But like that was the lead single off the off So the that was album. Curtis. I don't, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't The Massacre. That was Curtis. Okay, so then, yeah, because yeah. Massacre was the second album. So I didn't Curtis like that third shit album. either. So anyways, they did a head-to-head. They did press conferences. Either one had to step off of hip-hop. So they released the album at the same time. And within a week, Kanye sells almost a million, and and I think uh, Curtis only sold like, somewhere between six six fifty and seven hundred, and people were like, "This is th- the new era of hip hop is no longer you have to be a gangster, right. you have to be hard, you have to do this. It's now you can be." Well, Fifty wasn't a gangster anyway. Yeah, he well he he put the he moniker off that he was. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, raps about No, 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 shit. but I got shot nine times. I'm Like, many men. Is, like, That's cool. And then the guys who fucking retaliated <laughs> for him, you shun, and you moved to Connecticut, and you can't even go home anymore. Fuck the descent. This is, this is exactly I say this to this day. Fuck that dude. A lot of people didn't know that then. You right. have to, He's a bitch. You have to think in 07. He's a bitch. Yeah, we, you're, we didn't have you're smartphones. Gonna, we you're going to have some hard-ass right. riders actually ride for you, and then you turn your back on them. Right. And, and then and you and put I, out cases on the people like with Ja Rule and Irv Gotti. And this is and this is why he can't go. And this is why he has to live in Connecticut and can't go home. Fuck that dude. I, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. But at the time, at the time, Fifty Fifty represented 50 an era hot. of hip hop. That, That's true. That, that was he was fucking hot. That was, was gangster. Hot. You have to be gangster. You have to G-Unit, be this. They're all yeah. Hot. You have to ride or die. Right. 50, Kanye came in the the first first ever track that you remember hearing him was through the wire. And the first ever line goes, I drink a boost for breakfast and in shit for dessert. Somebody order pancake. I just sip the scissor. scissor. Think about that. Those two lines, though. Yeah, man. That is comedic value, but also it's real, but also it's his struggle. It's everything that he's going. Even when you just break down like the structure of the rhyme and like what syllables and words he's rhyming. And you don't even have to do that. Like just the first two lines. But that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, right, right, right. And, 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 And but like you think think about this. One is a gangster. One is coming. I'm comedic. I'm making. I'm deprecating myself. I'm making fun of myself, but I'm also being real with you. He created a whole new genre. When when people voted with their dollars that say, 
my money's going to Kanye West. This now pushed because the now thought, everybody can relate. Now everybody, now now people, now the the idea of making music that people can relate to, this is a real thing. And so now you have artists that op- that, that that have opened the door, like have got the other door open for them. Like it, two of my favorites, Childish Gambino and Lil Dicky. You have the door open, wide open for them because now what's commercially acceptable is being self-deprecating, being funny, being real, right? Being honest, being open, and you don't have to do it in this gangster way. You don't have to come off as hard. Like you can just be you. Right, and I don't, and, and, and I don't think it's just you know, Kanye didn't do it for music. He did it for hip hop. He did it for hip hop. He did it for hip hop. He, he he completely. I don't know if Kanye did that for the game. I think people were doing that before. There, there, Slick Rick. Who was Slick Rick? Was, commercially was doing, viable. Was doing, that, that's the no, point. Nobody, I just said it. Nobody I just said Slick Rick was killing it. He was making funny ass raps all the time. Right, right, right. But no, too nobody, short, too short. Talked about fucking pimping hoes and the, the, doing the funny ass shit. Though, is, the pinnacle is what, is what, saying, is what I'm bringing up. The pinnacle, the point of where commercialism meets this this version of hip hop was at Kanye West, and there was nothing there. I'm nothing sold like that before. Nothing caught on like that before. Before Kanye, Kanye made it cool. Kanye made it cool for Lupe to be Lupe. Kanye made it cool for Childish to be Childish, right? Like if you're if you're a fan of huh. Because that's because that's even when Jay Z started rapping about like more than just drug dealing Boom. and the you know his struggles as a man with Beyonce exactly. and, you know his childhood and stuff like, like that. Like one too. of his hardest one of his hardest verses, if you think about this, is on Kanye West's album "Diamonds Are Forever." Yeah, because he kills Kanye on Kanye shit and didn't even intend to kill Kanye. And Kanye talks about it. he's like I like my big brother killed me on my own shit and I'm like. Fuck, like, hmm. like you you think about this, like he brings the best version out of of, of Jay Z, and and not not only in just that song, but in every time he makes a verse. Like, okay. think shout of, out think to Jay Z for putting Kanye on, God, for real. And here's the thing, they signed Kanye. Kanye put Kanye out. Kanye, Kanye was, did. Kanye, Kanye was yeah. making beats for way before then, and yeah. he was and he was trying to get on verses before then. So they, they signed him. They yeah. well, they, so well, Jay and then would just laugh his ass off and put him on the shelf. Yeah. Right. So so they signed him. Uh, Rockefeller signed him after a deal with Columbia didn't work out or Capital, a deal didn't work out, yep. and and they were like, we're gonna sign you, but but we're gonna try to do low key. <laughs> that miracle fuck of up, We're gonna throw a camera on every track. Well, we're, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna sign you, and we're gonna say, yeah, produce everything. Yeah, we'll put your album out. Um, so, 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 so. But like, keep producing the tracks, right? Yeah. So we're basically signing you as a producer. Right. We're never gonna release. Just making right. beats. Dude, he had said something like mayonnaise bins. I push miracle whips. Yep. On, on last call. Right. Yeah. Dude, that was such yeah. a. <laughs> he said he said he played people Jesus walks a million times. That and was nobody it. Wanted to sign him. Yeah. So he played that, and he was like, "This is the greatest song of all time." For he lost a deal with Capital because he played it, and he was like, "This is gonna be one of the greatest songs of all time." And they were like, "Okay, okay." Yeah. And they're like, they're like, they're like, give, give us some time. Give us some time to talk about it." And he, as he walked out, he could hear everybody laughing, and like that's this is the sign. Like that's a sign of visionary, but also signs of narcissism. As like you're super narcissistic. You're like He's crazy my shit's fuck, the best bro. shit in the fucking world. But also you have to be at that level of greatness. You do have to be. But then there's a level of OCD that I'm starting to find out. Like if you want to reach that level, if you want to reach all your narcissistic dreams, you got to start having OCD. And like that's the most. That's another fucked up shit that like you see in different degrees and shit. But like to stick on Kanye West. Change, change the game of hip hop as we know it. Like, yeah, I agree. At this point, like at this point, like with my argument, I feel like it, it, I have to to say all this because everybody, we've all lived it. And then you're like, when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, you're kind of like there was no Lupe. There, well, to Lupe the to that. the degree that you're putting it, I've never thought of it to that magnitude. I will agree with the statement. He changed hip hop. Now to the magnitude. I got to fucking marinate on that a little bit. You guys, you guys are throwing out some big shit right now. Think and about I, 
Like there's I'm some, not. I'm not closed off to rapper, it. There's some good rappers that are out there now. You know? But I'm sitting here thinking about like you know you you might be right. I'm just trying to think of some right, silly right. ass shit. It, you know, like I don't. And you can't name anybody over the last 15 years that's got a better discography than Kanye. Front to back, hit for hit. I don't know about that one, rapper my wise, can Yep, you, sure can. Five so, albums? So this brings me, yep, actually this brings me to an earlier rapper I want to talk about, Ludacris, because we were talking about features. I feel like he actually kills features more than he does his albums, but every, You're absolutely right. You're every absolutely fucking right. album is fantastic. And he's his catalog, he probably has like eight albums. Ch- one of, Chicken and beer. No, uh, so so back for the first time, yep. um, I can't remember the second album, but that was a good one. The one with Rollout and everything on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Chicken, Chicken and, and Beer, Chicken and, beer and then good. Red Light Districts. Oh, Pause you right there, real quick on red light. So I should have stopped you on the second album. I saw Ludacris here live. I think it was the summer of two thousand. Uh, summer maybe two thousand one. Well, let me tell you, let me tell the show lineup. Fabulous featuring Lil Mo, like Lil, like when Fabulous and Lil Mo first did that song Superwoman. Oh shit! Angie Martinez was next. Olivia. Ludacris opened for Run DMC. Oh wow! That's That's a show. I saw Run DMC when it was they were still alive, nice. and Ludacris opened up because he had just released. You said Roll Out, and I was like, he just released that. And yeah. Southern Hospitality. Yes. Southern Hospitality. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. He um he also has um something uh, something in movies making the movie of the mind that was actually a really good album. Whatever whatever album had that I feel like slapping somebody today slap slap slapping. I don't What's, know that song he did with Lil Wayne. Is, but dude, I almost uh, love all of his fucking Wayne. albums. Dude. He no, is no, no, he's crazy. like a silent killer, bro. Like he just Luke puts is tough, man. classic album after like good album after good fucking album. It, but uh, none of none of them none of them have caught on to, to artistry wise and consistency as Kanye. <laughs> I'm not saying he's on Kanye's level, but I'm just saying you're talking about just consistent good fucking albums. I'm saying you can't name a better discography than Kanye's over the last 15 years. God, man. Solid I'm, front really to track, track for track. Oh, golly. Five albums. Right? Five He's albums so now. Good. And you know what? You, He's you so can, good. Ta- you you know, can take you know, out, you know you can take my out Life of Pablo and Jesus. You know Throw who, those away. You know who one of my favorite people is who puts out good albums, but I don't, I don't think it would compare as DMX. DMX, at DMX least. DMX is, is a real motherfucker. And he has a lot of really good albums. At least his first three albums were killer as fuck. He, he was on drugs, baby. He's always been on drugs. Yeah, he's still on drugs. <laughs> God, still dude. On drugs. Still running from the police on probation. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I I, I would so Release I'd, Therapy was the album. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, Release Therapy. Release Therapy was one of my favorite. Is that great one, album. Is that the one that has the song with Lil Wayne? That's one of my favorites. So I don't know why. Dude, I can't that's what I'm saying. Ludacris has been killing. So also, and Lil Wayne. People argue Lil Wayne. No. Yeah. People argue no. that all day. So Lil okay. Wayne hasn't changed. It. Like here's Let, the thing. his lyricism is okay. insane, Let, though. It, it is. It is great and all fantastic. Like the, the, it's a lot of the punchlines. Like punchlines. His punchlines change the game. But like I, I just again the only reason I brought up Kanye was because of like the outside. Even Lil Wayne did this. Once once Kanye released 808 and Heartbreaks, Lil Wayne wants to do rock and roll. He wants to do rock and roll, and you're like, okay, well either way. Kanye's fucking crazy now. Okay, that's fine. As a human being, he, what, he, that's fine. The goddamn He's, Kardashians, Kardashians. Okay, that's fine. Fuck well, you not up. only that, not only that. Fine. Okay, fuck you so up, dude. He, he was in that major car accident. Like that's what sprung his career, right? It, what? So what's to say that didn't cause him major brain trauma? It almost killed no, him, right? I don't Maybe think it caused okay. major brain trauma. What I did is it I, probably I talk, did. I talk, actually, we we I watched through the wire music video last night, and I go, "You have to think about it like this." I'm like, as as a self-diagnosed narcissistic high trait person. Joe, if that's your phone, bro. That's, that's mine. That oh, no. means Something's you're not recording. Oh, no. So, anyway. 
Are we not recording? Probably not. <laughs> not video. It's okay. Okay, we got the audio. But like, as as a, somebody that that diagnoses himself with high narcissistic traits, when you beat something like death, you've beat it all. Yeah, but I think Justin makes a good point. He probably has some serious brain trauma. It could be. No, there's no could be to it. You he he fucked his head up. There's some serious brain trauma there and then you start compounding it with the narcissism well, with okay, the life okay, with okay. the alcohol think, with the lack of sleep think, and what, what is you know what he's not kind, getting good sleep and what has he always talked about who was his who was his rock who was his biggest influence his mom his mom who fucking and, died under the knife and you know why because she wanted plastic surgery that he paid for and she died so that he's, fucked his head up he's got to feel some contribution to that so you beat, you beat did death. you hit play on the record I think so let me double check <laughs> you beat when you we can beat death we figure it out I, I could get it. So you got the uh, high impact concussion, high impact brain trauma. Dude, TBI is real. I'm not I'm traumatic not brain it. injury. I'm not, I'm not doubting it. Like, CTS. I, there's a reason I don't spar anymore either. Like or CTE rather. CTE, bro. Yeah. CT something. Fucking bro. <laughs> Those are good, huh? Yeah, dude. God damn. My, my man. My, my man. Twelve percent. This ain't no bitch shit. This ain't no bitch shit, Joe. Anyway, continue. CT. Uh, I will give you this. CTE compounded with. But he probably already had narcissism. Like he already had narcissism. He's a weird fucking dude. He had. Oh, storage is full. That's all right, man. Hey, we're we're working with it. We got something. Technical difficulties. Is it still recording now? Yeah, oh, no, we're that's good fine. To go. We're not. We're, we're, that's fine. It's just video. Video is not the most important yeah. thing anyway. I make it work. So yeah. Um, but like the so so high impact brain trauma compounded with narcissism compounded Two. with OCD. Because, like, and the only reason I think he has narcissism and OCD, obviously we already know he has narcissism, but OCD, his, 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 one of the most important albums that I've ever heard in all my life is, um, what my is the one? Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted my Fantasy. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That, yeah. that album right there has a special place in my heart more than anything but else. But do you know, do you know how he recorded this whole album? It was in three weeks in Hawaii. I did not know that. I knew he shot it. He, he wanted to record it as a movie. Is how he wanted to be so seen. So three weeks in Hawaii, he flew out numerous artists and numerous producers throughout a three-week period, including, of course, Elton John, Nicki Minaj, John Legend, Bon Iver, Sci uh, High the Prince, Pusha T, Jay Z, um, Rick Ross, Rick Ross, Rick Ross's best verse ever, "Devil in a Monster? New Dress." Oh. oh, "Devil in a New Dress." That's I don't like that album. I don't like that. I don't like oh. him on there. I don't like him on there. I'm not a fan of him. Rick Ross. Oh, yeah. he's consistent. His music is good. Consistently I just don't like it okay. A, he's, he's consistently okay, okay on everything. See, yeah. and this is and this is where I'm judging him as a person sometimes, and not separating it from his music because I just think he's a fraudulent ass dude. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. That's one. He's selling true. a persona. He sells someone doing. else's persona. Yeah. It's not even his own. Yeah. He's a fucking correctional <laughs> officer. Yeah. yeah, that stole somebody else's. He's a, like, a real life drug oh, dealer. Let me steal your story. Oh. You know what I mean? I hate but that shit, man. I, I do, too. I'm, I'm with you 100%. But he goes hard, man. I loved his first right. album. Port of Miami <laughs> was such a good shit. Like <laughs> More than that, Push yeah. Push it to the limit. Yeah. It was just so good. I just uh, like that but, but, like, so Kanye West, he did basically, it was a three-week, he called it, like, music boot camp. And you'd be up from 4 to basically, like, 4. 4, a. 4 p.m. You'd have to pr- produce and rap from 4 to 4. And th- before, he would be, like, we'd work, we'd wake up at around, like, Maybe 10 to 12, then we'd go eat, then we'd go work out, you know, maybe, maybe go swimming, and then we're going to the studio from 4 to 4. And, like, they were like, maybe he'd get to sleep on the couch for 30 minutes, and then he'd go to another studio. Like, so he rented a whole studio, and he'd have basically a thing like this, 
and he have another room he'd go to, and they're working on another song. He'd got another room Hop he'd go around. to, and he would just boo, 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 boo. Okay, it needs to sound like this. Okay, it needs to go like this. Okay, it needs to be like this. And then he's go a to true genius. Like he, he is, a, he is a true genius. Yeah. Especially, and and the, the there's a podcast that talks about this, um, and I'll, I'll shoot it to you. Like it talks about the whole album because prior to this, if you remember, right before this is when he interrupted Taylor Swift. Yep. And it was like, yo, 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 Taylor, you great and all, but you know, Beyonce got the best music video of all time. And, re- and remember the glasses. What the fuck remember was the he Kanye on, you West think? glasses, acid. I think he was tripping. But on, he no, was, no, no, he but was on, on what? So he was, oh, you're good. I, I, th- I, think, I think he was like, he was, I think he was on ecstasy and maybe tripping acid. So, he, so they showed a bottle of Hennessy that he had walking around with at the beginning of the night. And then when he goes up there, like right before he goes up there, he hands it to somebody. It's like this low. And they're like, Oh, he was drinking straight the whole time, and he was with Amber Rose. Oh boy, so they, <laughs> they, they was on. The, that's the night he licked her head. That's yeah. the night he licked her head on the red carpet. Yeah. So he took time off. He like I'm. I moved from. He's like I couldn't deal with everything that was going on. I went to Italy for a few weeks. I went to Japan for a few weeks, and then I decided I need to do an album. Yeah. Like he decided I needed to put it out there like this. It's amazing. And like this is this is this. And, and this is why I, I so much, like, align myself with people like this because in a, in a way, we all think maybe he's a piece of shit, whatever. He, and he's a narcissist, but he deals with his problems head on in this album. He deals with everything head on. Everything. Just like the time when Charlie Sheen in 2011, when he thought himself of, like, a god, basically. You know, a tiger blood Tiger's Adonis. blood. Tiger blood Adonis. He's like, I'm a fucking... Warlock warrior. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Vatican assassin, right? And nobody knew. But he, he went to the media. He did like five different interviews head on and like didn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, I'm smoking. Yeah, I'm drinking. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm crazy. I don't care. But like facing your problems head on, this is what I'm trying to – this is my magnum opus with my podcast is now the, the Unfiltered Bachelor series. And like that's what I'm trying to create with this. I want people to know like – from my own vision and my own works. Nobody thinks I'm an asshole. Like, I've never met anybody. Actually, I have. I, I do. I, there's a lot of girls who think I'm an asshole because of my narcissism. And it's fucked. It's fucked, dude. Uh, and I ruined one of the g- a good things, like, because of that. Like I think you need to quit calling yourself a narcissist. Narcissism <clears throat> tendencies? I would, I would, I, I think it's, I think it's important that you accepted it and you're trying to move forward, but I think if you keep identifying with it, you always will. You got to simply, I think you have to transcend past that and quit calling yourself that and start, and start having more positive self-talk and identifying as something I, other I, than, I think because otherwise you'll always identify with that. Well, I think a true narcissist doesn't acknowledge that either. They would not. They would not. So, so you. So, so because you acknowledge it, I was argue you're no longer. Well, there's var- there's variances. Maybe tendencies. Of, 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 yeah, there's 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 variances of, of of narcissism and and being a narcissist. Like there's variances of it, and I feel very much like a, co- a covert narcissist, which is somebody like that will take advantage of people to the best of their ability, and they'll never know it, and they'll sh- they'll sh- they'll sh- they'll play coy to the idea of like, no, I'm not in. Like I'm everything about you. Like everything's going good about you. And you'll never know it until they get what they want, until they got what out of it you what you want. And maybe you feel good at the end of it. Maybe you don't. But, like, you'll never know along the way that, like, this person just tried to direct you the whole time into really what you thought was your vision but was their vision the whole time. And I've done that so many times in my life. Like, it, like when identifying to a covert narcissist, 
like not identifying to a vain narcissist, right? That's somebody that stares at themselves and th- themselves. They, they can never have imperfections. That's a vain narcissist. That's a real narcissist. Yeah. That's that's the highest perspective. Like the, that's I, what, I, why, I does think, it, why does it have to be a spectrum of well, narcissism? That's, that's what I was going to say. There, I think you're breaking too far spectrum. down on the gender, gender spectrum here Why does right everything got to be a spectrum? Why can't it be just it is or it isn't? So it's either I don't have narcissistic personality disorder. I don't have Maybe that. you have narcissistic traits that you can work well, on. So, that, so then they're – Maybe they're, you're not full-blown narcissist. That's the point. I don't know, man. Man, I don't know, man. I mean, you don't. Uh, I think we're all a little self-deprecating. I, I am to a point of where, when I, I th- when I when I don't take. I think maybe your girlfriend told you you're a fucking narcissist and you believed it. My no. girlfriend used to tell my ex-wife used to tell me that I'm selfish. You're fucking selfish, Adam. You're so goddamn selfish. But I'm you know, did you I'm just selfish. know what you were. Well, yeah, I had selfish tendencies because you know what? Yeah, you're right. I am selfish because you know what? I can't take care of others until I can take care of me. So right. you know what? I'm fucking grinding. I'll sacrifice things. I, man, I've missed family reunions for fucking fighting, bro. Like I put everything into it. So like, yeah, you do that. That should be not on. But we. <laughs> You fucking miss things, dude. You like it's just you have to, yeah, maybe in 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 context there are some selfish things, right? You have to be I, selfish to a degree, but that does not make me a selfish person. Adam Meredith, I don't want to be I don't want to be a narcissist and I've never thought of myself. I don't think you are. That's I my point. I, and I do. I think maybe you've had tendencies. I have I have very strong tendencies. Yeah, okay. So maybe what I am saying more so is that maybe you were, okay, maybe that is true, okay. But to move forward past that, I don't think you can keep identifying as a narcissist because eventually to get past that, you can no longer be a narcissist, right? So at a certain point, you have to have more positive self-talk and say, I am no longer a narcissist, and you have to accept that. So until you can accept that, you won't be. Right. But you have to accept and, and it, and it. I think the beginning of accepting it is the deliberate talk that we use. And I, I think this is a great talk that we use, but when it, when when something like a narcissistic trait, when narcissistic traits come out of me and fuck up something like an opportunity, like I was telling you, like right it doesn't mean they're not there. It it, it means they're strongly there. Yeah, it, it doesn't means, mean they're not there, but I think I, but the words we use and the self talk that we have are important. The the post talk to myself that I did on the on the on the podcast is something completely different from the experience that when I was in the moment. Yeah, but our daily talk is what I'm saying. Mm. Right, like like uh, you have identified to us that you are an I am a narcissist. That's what you said. I am a narcissist. As long as you identify with that, you're right. You are a narcissist. But eventually, you have to no longer identify, even though you have the narcissistic tendencies that you're working through, and there may be relapses. At a certain point, you have to no longer say that I am a narcissist, but maybe I was a narcissist, and now I am working to be better. You have to have a different self-talk right. and, a, and a different view and lens on that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you cannot, you can't keep accepting that you're a narcissist. Because if you do, you fucking always will you're, be. Because you're never going to change that fact. And, and here's the thing: whenever you those narcissistic tendencies come out, you'd be like, "Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm a fucking narcissist." Right. And you're, of course, you're, you're I did justifying that, that for okay, yourself. I'm a narcissist. Of course, I did that. But at a certain point, it's like, I'm not. Why did I do that? I'm not a fucking narcissist. I used to be. Why do I have to be anymore? I don't. I'm not. No, I'm gonna do something better. So there's no real healing process until you close that chapter. I don't think I, I don't feel like the healing process could begin until I, I laid this down in wax, so to speak. Like until I I, I hear it back like a hundred thousand times. I'm like I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like this. You are this, not like this. This is me. This is me talking to myself. Yeah, you gotta I, own it. Well, and and, and I think a, a lot of it isn't thinking that. I don't want to be like this. Your focus shouldn't be. I don't want to be like this. Your focus should be. 
this is how I want to be. Like and this wh- is who I am. When when you go to the gym, your motive isn't I don't want to be fat. Your gi- your your motive is I want to be healthy. Right. This is visualization that's right? it's best it, right exactly. Here. That's that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's you like, say what you do want in the universe, not what you don't want. Because if you if you say what you don't want, you're gonna become what you don't want. I to- I totally I totally yeah. know this. And so like my whole thing is until I put this down, until I thought about it, when I went back I was like, Maybe maybe I don't you know, I thought exactly like you did. I'm like, I just really have strong narcissistic tendencies. And like my last my last shit that I that I I, I fucked up on as far as an upp- opportunity for like a dating for dating somebody. Yeah. Last wrong opportunity. It didn't it didn't pan out because of strong narcissistic tendencies that came out. Yeah. And I didn't mean to blame it on it, but what I also is like, but I think that like this is my you have to acknowledge it. It's yeah, important. I, it's an acknowledgement of. Of like this is my traits and this is my mindset. Are we gotta yeah. kill this time? Go no, ahead. we're fine. Um, I'm just gonna plug it in now. Oh, videos. plug that shit in, bro. Yeah. yeah, we're running low on batteries, ladies and gentlemen. So we're all right. Here we go. All right, and we're back. All right, so B A C K. We tried. The batteries were flashing. They almost died. Uh, we 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 made a mad dash and wow. the bomb went off. We were just too short. We all it all exploded. And I should have bought better batteries. I bought cheap batteries from Dollar Tree, so that's my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what I was going to say, though. I've been over here racking my fucking brain what I was going to say and about positive self-talk because I say this because I fucking suffer from – I suffer. Not suffer. I'm not a fucking victim. But, like, I constantly have to work through maintaining my positive self-talk because I'm, I, I talk very negative to myself. I don't celebrate wins. I don't celebrate small victories at all. Like – it's just like, yeah, so fucking what? Like, keep moving on. Like, uh, I bigger goals and, like, bigger fish to fry. So I'm always right. searching for the bigger thing. So I don't pos- I don't celebrate small things. And then, like, I realize how important your, like, your positive self-talk is because I personally am always telling myself, bro, you're, like, you're fucking up. You got to do more. You're not doing enough. What the fuck are you doing? You're fucking up. I, right. I constantly tell myself I'm fucking up. And that, and that starts to manifest in the other areas of your life, and you will subconsciously start fucking up at things, right? So it's like... Positive self-talk is just so important. Right, right. No, it, it absolutely is, and it's like you need to do that to yourself. And you got you, you, people don't do it. Well, it will, I, I think that's why people pray. Yeah, that's exactly like that's that's, oh, that's why people think religion works. Self like, self prayer. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's all self positiveness. Because how how when are people pay, praying for bad things? Right, never. Right, they're praying for their undying wishes. To happen, it's like you put those positive thoughts out there. That energy attracts. But those yeah, but yeah, put the fucking action. But you actually it. have to do it, and like that's why you see people who are really religious. A lot of good things do happen to them. Like, oh, glory be to God. You positive know? thought goes positive a long way. Positive thought. Positive thought. They vibes, have that yeah. unwavering doubt, and that something is going to make it happen for them, whether they can control it or not, so they can believe that it happens. Yeah. So what do you call that when you don't pray? Like, maybe they do, like the but the people you gotta like, have belief. Self-belief. It's just belief. Self-belief. Belief in general. Just belief. Whether you believe in God, Allah, fucking the flying spaghetti monster, you have to believe. Yeah, whether it's a deity or just um, an outcome, like you just have to believe wholeheartedly that it's already done. Right. And that that there's no other outcome other than that. Yeah, dude. That's that's just the only way. I can't tell you how many times I walk into the fights, like I just – I won the fight before I already walked in. Like just everything is there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you have to. As a fighter, you absolutely have to. Dude, there's just it's just like there's just no other way. That, like, it's right. like it's like I feel I I can remember it's like man, it really sucks to be that other guy because like he's feeling super positive and he feels like he's but he's and he has no yeah. idea what he, he's walking. He has no idea. Into. He has yeah. no fucking idea. This is, this is so. This is why like I attribute things to like John Jones and like Floyd Mayweather. Where like it's that it's that sense of self belief, right? Like you gotta that, have it. it, yeah. it All the and it goes do. well and beyond a lot of like. The understanding of like a lot of fighters, I, I or a lot of people, like common. yeah, people, yeah, people any, any person, normal folks. I mean, it, to to have to one have that belief, and then two to be able to put the actions behind those beliefs is something that, I mean, that's why we call these people one percenters. They're the one percent of the fucking one percent, and they're the most successful people in the world because people don't have that will, that strength, that whatever, to push through that little. I don't know if I can do this part. Right. You know? Right. And guys like John Jones, guys like Kanye, guys like Floyd Mayweather, they've never had that thought ever. Yeah. They've always known no matter what, oh, this this is going to happen. I can fucking do coke and knock out hookers and still be the light heavyweight champion of the fucking world. Still be the baddest man to ever walk the face of the still, earth. Ever do it. Ever. Ever. There's nobody who's going to step in this ring that's going to fucking put me through a battle-tested war, and I'm not going to come out on top. Right. Like, because I know that. I know that. There's nothing you can do to break me. Yeah. And it's, and it's like those are the guys who will be successful at no matter what. No matter no matter what, whether it's fighting, fucking. Maybe. You would, you'd hope so. You'd, you'd hope so. Like that the same mindset, though. I don't what, know if John Jones can make it in other areas in life. Uh, I, don't, but, I don't think he has a discipline. Right. But if, but I think if, he can only do it in a physical what, endeavor. Think about how many CEOs are raging alcoholics and bang hookers and like to get their balls tied up, you know, three nights a week and strung from the ceiling. But they're out there. Well, maybe know, he should be a fucking stockbroker, but I don't know if he can make it in all <laughs> He could if, if, he, if, he, if he wanted right, to be. You're right, though. If he wanted to be. You're right. That's like he just knows this is what he wants. That's true. That you is know? true. That's what happens with Floyd in and out of the ring, like creating some of the highest paid bouts ever of all time and then also delivering on the goods. He's a businessman. Every man. single fucking the, – The best. He's a businessman, but he's also a delivery man. Like, hey, let me deliver – get down right to your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're not going to be able to touch me, and then I'm going to win, and then you're going to be – Man, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Well, he made it look too easy." Well, yeah. then you make it look too, when you make things look too easy, it's because you realize like you're like there's levels to this shit. There's People level, are just like, so dude, fucking confident. Your levels of expectation are here, and what I know I can deliver is up here, and you're just your levels of expectation just haven't haven't rose. So like, you're always gonna think lower. You're always gonna think that lower should be better, because you can't fathom that level of expectation right. and, and not only the expectation but executing that right yeah this is why like Floyd when, when people talk about all of Floyd Mayweather fights they don't talk about the how good the opponent was going into the fight well that and people always overestimate their own fucking capabilities it's like yeah you think you can do some shit go strap on some gloves and go throw a punch you probably can't even throw a punch correctly right so shut the fuck up <laughs> Nobody wants to acknowledge that, though. Like, I would, <laughs> it's like, I would like to see you slip a punch because I'm going to hit you so fucking fast. Right. And, and, and if you, you can't throw a punch, up. cool. Can you throw five of them in a row? Can you throw – Without losing your breath. Right. <laughs> right. Can, can you go 45 seconds without being 100% gassed? Like, yeah. Because, Watch because me on the bag for a minute. Go do it. And then we'll have a conversation about – which one of us looked better and worse? Like, which one of us looked like we were struggling for a breath and which one of us wasn't? Like, so many people can't even tell you what it feels like to be in such good shape to just, like, 
to just like outwork a person and you see them just like physically break. just break and then it's just like <laughs> their body can't do what they want to do and then they're just they're to just be able to just have that power over another person yeah and to just physically ambush them and just to do what you want at your own will that's Primal. People don't even know what that's like, bro. Nobody knows. People have noticed. Like, I can, re- I can, I can very vividly just remember times where it's just like, oh yeah, I fucking got you. Like, <laughs> and just like now, <laughs> I'm about to just turn on the heat and just tattoo your ass. So it's just like, people just don't know, man. People over people don't their know. Abilities. It's round one, and this motherfucker, it's gonna be a long. <laughs> just <night>. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, man. It's just like, all right, I got X amount of time with you right now, right? And it's not like now you're stuck with me. Because I'm not tired, and I know you are. Right, right. And like I, now I'm just going to turn on the pace, and like I'm just going to pick you the fuck apart, and your whole life is just going to suck. Oh, right? your whole life is going to die. It's like for yeah. this time, it's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh God, this is such, I, I, that's a good It feeling. takes me back. Is, is, that, is that the only thing you miss about fighting is that feeling itself? Like the win and knowing that you physically – That's it, why it, I started fighting was just because like, I love the purity of the competition and just like – Wrestling is just all about control. Like my coach always talked about, like, um, like if you control the man's hips, you control the man. So like I've always had this idea with control, right? So then like that was just an extension into MMA. So it's like with the fight, with it's like man, it's, it's just competition to the purest, especially with MMA and all the different inputs and factors that you got to deal with. So it's just like yeah, man, I just fucking completely just like controlled you, like your little bitch. <laughs> I just own that shit. Yeah, you, you like. Yeah, that was it. Was a very attractive fucking feature of fighting. Just that feeling. Just that feeling afterwards. Dude, there's nothing. There's nothing. So like much it. work and time goes into it. People don't even understand it. Like you wake up, you fucking. At least me, I I go run or whatnot, and then I go to fucking work all day, and then I get off of work, and then I gotta go fucking train at four thirty, right? So I gotta like make sure I gotta. You gotta sacrifice so many things in your life. Good jobs. Good jobs. And long hours and different things, so you can go train. Right. And then you get off, and then you go fucking train. And then like now you gotta eat and recover and, th- and do other things, daddy things, different things, school things, school things sometimes. So and then yeah, it's just fucking just this nonstop fucking grind. But like once you start getting in shape, dude, <laughs> and then you can just go 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 go. Such a good feeling to be in that good shape. Such a good feeling. And like when people get tired and you just like, it's like, you know, take you them. Know. Yeah, when people take them in the dark, like deep waters, you know what I mean? And they're fucking exhausted and you feel great. Right. It's like you steal their energy and you have more. <laughs> yeah, because cause that, that feeling alone, like knowing that you have them. And yes. now it's like, you're, you're, it's cat and mouse. Dude, and you're, and, just, and you're just like half a step faster than everybody. That's a good feeling too when you're half a step faster than them. Mm-hmm. It's just like boom. It's like you just got their number and things are clicking, dude. It's like it's like you faint, they react. You see every punch that they throw coming. It, none of it matters, bro. Like you're you Neo walk, in the Matrix at that point. Yeah, you really you are. Download, you downloaded just, everything. You're just in, you're in a deep behind. flow state and everything is clicking. That's like the best feeling. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate goal is to just to be – Constant flow state. I used to get in that the easiest after like a long night of just like being up late drinking and shit. See, I like to work out after when I go tired. to happy hour. I'll be honest with you. I yeah, like I don't. Out. I don't work out after I drink, but like I the do. next day. The next day. <laughs> I do. I, I I'll go from like happy hour downtown because I work downtown, and I'll go and work out. 30 minutes, 45 minutes later, and I'll be like in the, one of the best. I'm like, <laughs> motherfuckers hitting the bag, like ah. Yeah. I'm like so loose and like I feel good and like. I'm like bouncing around and bobbing. And That's because like, the nerves have gone. 
my nerves yeah, are gone. Yeah, your nerves are gone. You're full. Yeah. You're not thinking. Yeah, dude, like I would come in. On, I like, love a, doing that. Like on a Sunday would be like a big like sparring day. And I'd already be tired because like so, like the weekends were like a marathon. So on Sundays, like I would run beforehand at like, I don't know, like noon we'd go run. I like the school. Uh, we'd run bleachers track. and sprints and oh, shit, shit like okay. that yeah, at the track. And then I'd go roll jujitsu at 3.30 immediately after at 4.30 was sparring and, and live shit for MMA. So by that time, I'm already a little bit tired, yeah. right, because I've already done some shit. But then, like, if I'd come in, like, after having, like, worked, like, drink and shit and stayed up, like, I'm so just relaxed. Like, everything just clicks and flows, bro. You just fuck people yeah. up. You, you, you almost, like, you, you just tune out. It's like, I don't. I don't want to be here. I have to be here. I know what I have to do, so I'm just going to fucking go through just the motions. Doing it, dude. I'm yeah. just doing it. You're it's not mo- worried about it's, it's winning. It's all motions at that yeah. point. Like anything that you've practiced a Subconscious thousand, is taking a thousand hundred times, it just literally just, ah, like I'm just fucking like just moving. Like, like it, I'm moving off of, of a memory of myself. Yeah. And I do that with jujitsu, dude. I yeah. have my best practice. I'm moving off of a memory of myself. Like I remember how I was in there, so I'm just gonna impersonate. Oh shit, the impersonation's going pretty well right now. Like <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And and, and I'm not in, I'm not asking people to go to happy hour to go work out and fucking bag and go hit mitts. Yeah, and I shit. wouldn't recommend it. Don't do it. It's right. Might get upset. But also, I've almost been training combat sports on and off ten years in in March, and so I'm a little attuned more than the average bear. So like. When somebody's like that experience and you've gone through the motions thousands, th- thousands, and hundreds of times sober, like none of it matters. Like it, for me, I walk in there, I'm like, none of this matters. Like, and so I'm just going to fucking like just do everything I want to do without any anticipation of a consequence. Yeah. Like that's the best way I can describe it as far as a body kind of motion goes. Like none of it matters. This is all going to be great. Like I don't care. Like who's watching me, who's not watching me, I'm watching myself and I feel pretty damn good right now. You know what Groovin. I mean? That's yeah. the best way I can – grooving. Grooving. You grooving. The you flow state. Lando Groove flow, and, and man. fucking Lando Venata and that shit. Yep. I used to say I was a, like an adrenaline junkie, but I realized like I was just – I was a flow junkie. Yeah. And just that flow state is the best. <sighs> yeah. 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 You just – you feel everything. Dude, just everything's just so fucking fluid, man. Just like everything clicks. Like, you know, it's just everything just works, man. Like, <laughs> when it's all said and done, it's like you're on the fucking the highest high. It's like, what the fuck? Like, each current was supposed to go the way it went. You well, controlled and then, the current. Yeah, you did control yeah, it. It's like, it's like especially with fighting, like you won before you stepped in there. Like, it's that belief. It's like knowing it happened before it happened. Like, like nothing can fuck up your your game. Like nothing can take you off your cheek. So when I fought in Bellator, right, dude, before three I fo- years ago that we've known each other. Three now, years, dude. yeah, so long insane, ago. Insane, dude. You guys are old. Before, <laughs> like off. that fight, like I knew, like like just everything about that night. I remember was, watching the prelim fight, dude. I was like, I'm like, I want to win. Like, there's nothing. Like, there's. I kept listening to fucking Alpha and Omega by uh, MGK, and then like, I was just on this fucking dude. You could not fuck with me. My fucking ex-wife was calling me trying to start some fucking drama. Didn't fucking matter. Like, I'm in the back getting these fucking bullshit calls. Like, right before I'm about to walk. Like, uh, minutes, in your underwear. Oh, one of your biggest fights. Of, of, minutes at before the I'm about to walk time. out. I'm getting this bullshit call. I'm like, I don't got time for this shit. Shit, bro like you know what i mean trying to start some shit with me but nothing fucking mattered like i was in the zone dude like everything was loose i'm snapping punches like quentin even said like after the fight he's like dude 
he's like, I could tell by the way you're throwing those punches, like everything was on. Like, I remember watching you in the fight, and I'm like, this motherfucker looks like the next generation of motherfuckers. I just everything was just so smooth. Everything looked great. Everything just felt great, dude. And it just, just boom, it was over. Like, I was at a little. Couple, I was at a little, few minutes. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny story. I was at about a little beer and pizza place down the street from here, watching your fights on my iPhone. Oh yeah. On bellator.com because they had the prelims yeah it wasn't you weren't on the it was like you uh Chelgene davis was was on there he was on there he fought right before Chelgene me davis I, dude and like Show, my, yeah. my boy mike estes was on there it was all the same card yeah and i had met all of y'all like through the podcast yeah kind of interviewing y'all and shit garrett mueller i think even was on there yep. like i me- i remember all of this dude vividly because i was i was there i was watching you your fights and and like but my girlfriend was like why I remember her like, what are you doing? Like, why are you watching fights? We're, we're like trying to have drinks. And I'm like, listen, like guys I have talked to in the last like 10 days are fighting on this. I have to watch them succeed. Like they're going to, yeah. I'm going, I'm rooting for every single one of them. And like, I remember vividly your fight and Sheldon Davis's fight and Mike S's fight and, and, and Garrett Mills. Like I remember vividly all those fights. Dude. Yeah. But had I not like been connected with y'all then like, it's another fight on the we card. We have we have a conver- we have a great conversation. Like I, f- I brought every one of them on. We had a great conversation. It's just another fight card yep. that nobody nobody cares about. Yep. The one that's human that just doesn't moves on with their life with. But I remember vividly being super vested in all the prelims because I had known every I had talked to everybody on there. Yeah, it was insane, dude. Yeah, so I remember watching your fight and I was just like, "This is my god! Oh my god, he's looking amazing!" <laughs> uh, yeah, things were clicking that night. So you've been doing MMA podcast for four years. Yeah. Who 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 would you say in your eyes is the biggest you've? Had? I always get this question. The two biggest names I can think of is Vulcan Ustamir and uh, Stephen Wonderboy. Oh, Wonderboy. Wa- you had Wonderboy on here multiple times. Yeah, I really? the other guys. Multiple though. times. Oh, Vulcan know, Ustamir. No time. No time. Uh, Daniel yeah, Cormier. He, he fought Daniel Cormier for the belt. Oh really? And uh, da- yeah, da- oh, Cor- Cormier could have fucked him if he wanted to. Oh yeah. Cormier, yeah. Cormier got fucked up that first round when he fought Vulcan though. He got caught a couple times. It, was not that was not even needed. Like he He's, didn't yeah, have he was to just be. walking through it. He's just no, he didn't walk through it. Like he took it and he was just like, like he would be like, he would back off and be like, why? Why am I taking? Like yeah, he just for no reason. If he, for no reason. Yeah, that, it was that, just, that fight could have ended in the first round. It should have. Yeah. If he, if if he wanted if he if he wanted to do it, but like he took a necessary punishment, and I and he didn't know why, and I didn't know why, but either way, Vulcan Vulcan and Stephen Wonderboy have been the two biggest names I can think of. Good old Wonderboy. So when was the last time you had Wonderboy on? <laughs> Long ass time ago, actually. Right before the, right before he fought Tyron Woodley. The first time. The first time. Oh, nice. Like the week of. Yeah. And he was going everywhere, you know, MMA hour and here and there. You know what? No, no, no. I take that back. I talked to him for like 15, 20 minutes last. Before he fought Darren Till, but like like last February. Oh, nice. Last March in 2017, I think. No, it was this year. He fought he fought Till this year. Okay, so then it might have been December or January of this. Uh, December of 17, January of se- uh, 18. It was like nice. the last time. I been a while. It's been a while. I love Darren Till, but I think that fight was a draw. I do too. Yeah, I do too. We can't like, talk fights. Adam does. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I do too. Oh, sure I've had it. I've had Robin hey. Robin Black <laughs> on multiple times. Really. Robin Black's one of the most amazing people. I've I've had like a few interactions with him on Twitter. He like, you want to talk about one hundred percent genuine, and like obviously you you fucking know more than I do, but he seems like he is just. This motherfucker. We had a conversation where we compared MMA fighting to cooking a brisket. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the, this is how much he loves. He and I like first of all we love MMA. 
but like so much I could talk about I was cooking a brisket that day. And he was like, yeah, cooking a brisket's like this. Like he, he's like, what do you do when you cook a brisket? You have smokers. So when you come up in the fighting scene, what do you do? You have smokers. Like making comparisons like this. Robin like, Black, no <laughs> shit. I, I think he's your biggest guest. He's great. I've also had Jason Perillo on. Really? He's one of my good friends. Like I get text him right now, and like he'd be like, brother, where the fuck have you been? I haven't talked to him since like, Jan- like January, so, February. So he's, and he's, he's working with Chuck right now. For for the, the him and Tito are fighting next week, so he he Chuck left his camp and he's with Perillo now. He's with Perillo. I thought he was with some other camp, a, like garage or something. Whoever Antonio McGee is with. I'm sorry, it's Tito that's working with. with yeah, Perillo. T- he's a yeah, Tito he's guy. He's working with Antonio McGee and and AJ McKee. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's working yes, with yes, those yes. guys. Uh, I'm sorry. Perillo, Perillo's, I was like, Perillo's, oh, he's been more of a Tito guy. Yeah, lately. he's yeah he's with Tito. Yeah, yeah that's so right. He's gonna, Tito's gonna fuck up like. Uh, that's that's the battle of the dad bods. Yeah, but like Chuck, I, I wanted Chuck to win. Like before everything was signed, I was like, yeah, Chuck's beat him twice. Like Chuck's got his number in his mind, right? Like mind is a big thing. And then I see like Chuck train and then like I watch like Tito's last fights. I'm like, oh, God. They, they say, they say, oh they say God. Chuck is, uh, is putting that, that footage out there to bait Tito. Oh, wow. The conspiracy theory. Oh. Um, Look into it, bro. Al- Alp, Alps on the undercard. Oh, is he? Yeah. What so is this? It's uh, Bellator? No, it's Golden Boy. No, Golden Oscar Boy. Oscar De La is bro. putting on oh, an shit. MMA card. So it's Chuck versus Tito 3. It's pay-per-view. 49 $49.99. $49.99. You buy it on Fight TV. I'll probably yeah. buy it on Fight TV. Yeah. What's Fight TV? Uh, Fight TV is an app where you can buy, like, norm- like combat pay-per-views, or you can watch combat sports that you wouldn't normally fu- – you, you'd have to go scour the internet like, for it. They have uh, it all in one stream space. Oh. Like so they have bare knuckle boxing last weekend. Yeah, bare knuckle boxing. I love bare knuckle boxing. So my buddy fought in that lightweight card, and I looked up footage for him on all of his opponents. Um, my buddy Nick the Ghost Gonzalez, he fought um, Leon Meinhardt on there. And imagine this. So he hits me up at the end of September, and we're such – I've had him on the podcast. We've had conversations in real life. And he, I respected the fact he had enough, like, respect in me to be like, hey. Um, I just, he called me out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him. I'm fighting this bare knuckle thing. I'm like, oh shit, good for you, bro. I'm like, who are you fighting? He's like, I don't know. They're gonna give. They're gonna pull name. You're gonna pull a name. Yeah. They have the weigh-ins, and so he's like, I don't know who I'm fighting. It's one of these other seven guys. Do you mind looking up footage, breaking them down for me for this camp? I'm like, no. Like I don't mind. <laughs> like I, d- I do this on my podcast, right? And like I don't do it for fun, but like I do this on my podcast. I do this in real life. To have somebody reach out to you and think that highly of Value you. Value your opinion, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, fuck, dude, like, thank you. Yeah. Dude, like, and, and I appreciate you thinking so highly of me. That yeah. Ba- that bare knuckle boxing man, they've had some They've had some pretty big names on there so far. Yeah, it's been a great. It's been great. Jo- well, the except for the, 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 the last one, the main event was, was supposed to be Johnny Hendricks versus somebody else. And it, like, his, I can't remember who it was, but his opponent dropped out. And he fought Johnny Hendricks. <coughs> you, you alive? Oh, no. Water came through my nose. I want to get that checked out. At <laughs> least you're hydrated <laughs> all the way through now. Goddamn. Legs over here. But, uh, Johnny Hendricks was supposed to fight Brendan Ward. Brendan Ward, Irish Brendan Ward. Yeah, yeah from it, Bellator. And he fought Bellator at the end of September. And I was like, yeah, he, this is probably not a good idea, man. Well, so bare knuckle, they weren't honoring uh, contracts. He ended up fighting Dakota Cochran. Oh, Johnny really? Henry fought Dakota Cochran it, on the Coleman event. Knocked and the fuck out. Yeah. And a guy that we trained with, uh, Scott Futrell, just uh, 
choked out Dakota Cochran in September. Yeah, Dakota's not like the greatest of MMA fighters. Like he, I remember him being about. He's had like he's a vet though. Fights. Yeah, he's a vet though. Yeah, and then uh, Phil Phil uh, Baroni knocked out Chris Lee. No, Chris oh, Lee knocked, knocked, knocked out Phil Baroni because Phil Baroni kept that. going yeah. in for a goddamn takedown the whole fight. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you watched it, but like he just kept going in for double leg, and they're like, "Hey, bro, it's not MMA. It's bare knuckle boxing." <laughs> Yeah. You signed the contract for boxing. So did you see the, the, the event they announced today? Oh, what did they announce? So it's Mexico versus USA, <coughs> boxing, and they're doing it in Mexico City. This, that's going to be excellent. That's going to be wild. That's going to be – Mexican people are going to love that. Yeah, hell yeah. My people love fighting. Dude, and dude, in the bare-knuckle boxing, like, they've all been good fights. There's, there's not been a bad one. And the, the, you know, the only thing that, that didn't happen that was supposed to happen was Sean Merriman, the football player. Yep. Supposed yep. To. His they, they didn't honor his contract, right, or his, his opponent. This is a great excuse. Like, but, they didn't honor my contract. But Sean Merriman, has he, he's had a couple He's had, like, fights. MMA fights or something yeah. like that. Like, two or something like that. You know what his nickname is, right? What's that? Lights Out. Uh, what, he gets he gets knocked out? No, he dude, he, <laughs> he, 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 knocked, he knocked out, like, four guys in a high school game. <laughs> Oh. So now he's got a light switch tattooed on his forearm. <laughs> Mother of God, dude. And his celebration is every time, like, he would make a big sack in the NFL, he would flick the switch on his wrist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He would just go out. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, good shit, dude. gentlemen. He's yeah, good. no, I, I I, don't know, man. Like, I, I, he, he was supposed to fight my, my dude, Tyler King, so I'm not very high on, know him. on Sean Merriman. Everybody go look up Tyler King. He was supposed to fight Tyler King in, like, an MMA fight or bare knuckle. But anyways, I don't think they highly have them. But anyways, to be a part of this event in like directly, indirectly, whatever way it was, I was just very, feel I was very invested in this whole event. Yeah. So I, like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, here's thirty bucks. Take my money. So I'd pay thirty bucks to watch my boy Nick the Ghost fight in person. Like at like if he were to fight in, in in town, you know. If I'm gonna s- spend that same money, like take all my money. So like let's fucking let me watch this. It was a great event. Mm-hmm. It was a great. But I was very, I was very, I had very much investment into that whole, like, lightweight tournament. So it's interesting. It's interesting to see how it's going to play out. So Shamrock's going to be on uh, Fight TV as well as Flow Combat. Now. Really? Uh, they just announced that yesterday. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. dude. I'm a fan of everyone I've met from Shamrock, and it seems like they're I've never watched their event, like, live. You know what's crazy? Being there live, there's never that. Like, it's not a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like it's always like 1,200, 1,500 people, right? I was there a few mm, weeks not, ago. Not nearly that many. I was there. Really? The la- I was there at the last card. Joe, were you there too? A few hundred maybe. I, I don't even know if there was that a many. It was, ma- it was maybe 200. Yeah. No way. Maybe uh. 200. I remember like, when they that, sell that's, out that's like, like shit. That's like. Are they, have they gone down or like what's going on? The like, quality has only gotten up of the fights. Quality is still the same. It's just um, I think there's maybe less seating in the events. The tickets well, aren't cheap. But, but it. Yeah, it's $50, $60 a ticket, but the Minimum. perception. Because now, now they're on Flow. They, 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 they stream on They've Flow. They've been on Flow, yeah. They, they, they sign with They were Fight doing TV their own paper. paper remember that? I remember that. $9.99, and you, or you could pay like $16.99 for like the last two events or the last two weeks or whatever. Yeah. It was something but, like that. But what, what's, what's the real value in that? Uh, you know, they're, it's money. I guess, but it, is it more money to sell it to somebody else and have a promoter from you? Well, I think that's you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and that's yeah, where yeah, they yeah. Started. Like yeah. They, I think I, I feel like they have a great, a whole like league. Like the, everybody I've met from there has been amazing. Like they have you it, met Jesse Finney or talked to Jesse? Yeah, Finney? I've had him on the podcast. Really, he's one of the most amazing. He cussed on my podcast. He's like, yeah, I don't really cuss on the podcast, but 
something, something ass. And I was like, oh, Jesse, fucking cussing on the podcast, bro. He was amazing, too. I, everybody I, I've had from Shamrock, though, met through Brian Levick, man. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've not interviewed a lot of recent people from Shamrock, but, like, between 2000 and 15 and 2017, like anybody that headlined or was on the card or somebody I'd, I'd you'd wanted to speak with prior, like my boy Aaron Poston, like if I was like, I want to reach out to him, I see him on the card, like let me get him on the show. I, I could get him on the show. But everybody's like really, really good. There's been like one or two people from like Shamrock that's like have no personality and like that's not marketable episode. But overall, man, like it's, it's a great place to meet people like in the MMA scene, the coming up fighters. Because you never know when you'll see him, like, I was supposed to interview Ad for a Shamrock fight, and then he's fighting on a Bellator fight. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the tides have changed. You never know. You never know when you get that rookie card. And it makes you feel like, god damn, I knew the motherfucker before the motherfucker was the motherfucker. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, and we were cool before. You know we're not cool. Just It's new. It's genuine. We're friends to be friends, not because, like, it's cool to be a friend or, or you're hyped up now. Right. We, we had a relationship before – Anything else? You know I'm genuine, right? I knew him when. I knew him when. I like that. That yeah. that's uh, a. That, that always seems to be like a double-edged sword. Well, I knew him when he was this guy, or <laughs> man, I knew him when he was this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you hope it's the latter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, always. always. Shout-outs to all my haters. Um, Shout-out yeah. to all my I knew him wins. <laughs> I, I knew him wins. Yeah. I think most of my haters are I knew him wins. <laughs> That's what I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Motherfuckers think I'm fake. Right. I knew him when he wasn't. I'm not 15, bro. I'm okay, not, bro. I'm not 20. I'm not 25. You know? I'm 3 0, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's levels to this shit. <sighs> Good shit, gentlemen. Well, we're we wrapping up, man. I, I think get so, man. It's been, food. it's been it's a couple been hours. Yeah. Solid we get two hours with, with a few technical delays. And it's been a good one. Well, right. thank y'all for coming good. into my house, man. And I'm, Dude, I'm a, thanks for the hospitality. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. Look, the floor is yours. If there's anything you want to promote, yeah, um, plugs, plug, sponsors. What do you got, man? Yeah, shout out to UFC Jim Austin. Please, everybody, if you, if you come down, uh, for sure come check him out. Get three free classes. And then, then you get a discount off of your membership if you mention you're a fan of Loaded Joe's. Also, go check out Loaded Joe's MMA podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also, you can follow me, Money Blakeweather. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, ladies, you can find me on Tinder, and you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, and soon to be on Spotify. Guys, I want to thank y'all for having me, man. Thank y'all so much for uh, having me on, and I'm glad this is a Swapcast podcast. And um, I don't know, man. I had a great, I had a hell of a time. Hell yeah, man. In my yeah, own house, yeah, talking yeah, about <laughs> <a lot of laughs> conversation, drinking it's beers with y'all and shit, yeah, getting loaded, yeah. getting loaded on the loaded Joes. Outside of things. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess do we plug all of our shit? Yeah, let's plug it all. Since it's going to be on everybody's shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess there's a few things to fucking to plug, right? So check out Outside Perspective, the podcast. Um, We're on all major fucking platforms. So if you search us, you'll find us. Um, Go and leave a rating and review and subscribe. All those things help the podcast. Much fucking appreciated. Um, check me out. Oh yeah. Check out the podcast on Instagram. Um, we have the page on Instagram and Facebook. So check us out there. It's just outside perspective underscore podcast. Check out the personal Adam Meredith, A D A M 
M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H underscore. Um, that's Instagram. And uh, I think it's the same on Twitter, although I don't really fuck with Twitter too much. Sleeping, bro. Well, I just post two Twitter through Instagram. Yeah, start Instagram. tweeting, bro. Get, know, get your tweets on. Slack and slack it. That, that's where, where the real intellectuals are. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, as always, check out ImposedWill, ImposedWill.com. We got the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. Nice, nice, nice. And you can find me, Justin Bricker, at, at Stackin' Bricks on everything, Instagram. He's Twitter, like that on Snapchat. Instagram. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> I think we got to update baby. that. <laughs> yeah. we, might, we might have to. Also, let me plug the new series. It's called Follow uh, Unfiltered Bachelor. It's, it's not anything to do with MMA. It's just my life and everything kind of we've been talking about today. So that's a new series. So hopefully the goal is to try and do 10 episodes. We're two in. So uh, we'll see how this goes, man. We'll see how this goes. Good stuff. Is that it for you? Uh, yeah, no, just uh, be on the lookout for uh, Why Not Podcast. We've got a few episodes uh, in the chamber right now. This uh, this will be released on there as well. So we, uh, we should be out shortly. Love it. All right. All right, everybody. Until next time. Thanks, boys. Peace. <laughs>